Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 2020 Reset recalibrate and reinvent event. Um, I put together this live stream with a lot of people that I respect, that I talk to, that's part of my my tribe, folks that I communicate with and spend a lot of time just on on, on calls with, uh, friends, great, great friends of mine. Um, and uh, they're all going to participate in this event today. Um, why did I put this all together? This was kind of a last minute, like literally a couple of days and I just figured, listen, we need to help a lot of people out there. A lot of people are looking for answers right now, are looking for informations. And after about the third or fourth call that I had with someone uh, in my peer group that I just said, you know what, we should have recorded this. This would have been great information to share with other people. I just decided, let's just do it. Let's let's get on Zoom. Let's jump on a call. Let's chat. Let's have the conversations we have generally about what's going on, what's coming down the road, and what we're currently doing. And let's share this with everyone out there. So I hope you enjoy all of the information that is jam-packed into this live stream. And um, I just wanted to obviously just start with uh, from a from a place of gratitude. And just wanted to share that, you know, I really appreciate the support of everyone. Um, our tribe, which is in 180 countries, it's crazy, Cashflow Ninjas. I um, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. I know that a lot of folks are right now uh, feeling a little bit down, a little bit negative. But guess what? times like this is what what we're all this is what we were born for um it's times like this that are going to test all of us that is going to push us to be our best to be the greatest version of ourselves and it's going to really 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 force us to reset recalibrate and reinvent ourselves and our business appreciate you being part of uh of this live stream now let's get started Hello, all you Cashflow Ninjas out there. MC Lobster here. So, uh, so excited to be doing this event, right? And the event is all about the reset and how to re reset yourself and your business, how to recalibrate and how to reinvent yourself in changing times because, friends, they are here. Changing times are here. We're obviously in a, in a very chaotic environment. Uh, there are several, several and multiple crises unfolding simultaneously. Um, and a lot of folks are looking for answers, right? A lot of folks have been reaching out to us and saying, you know, MC, what, what can I do? What can I do to protect myself, my family, my business? What can I do to, to just to get through this? Um, and then also, once, once I've protected myself, my family, my business, how can we also look for opportunities and capitalize for opportunities? And I've been having amazing calls throughout, well, these past three weeks. And every single time I finish a call, I just say, you know what? We should have recorded this <laughs> and, and shared this with everyone out there because it could be value, very valuable. So I've got a lot of folks 
that I talk to um, respect, admire their friends, their partners, their folks that I rely on um, and folks that that get me through tough times and, and that I bounce idea off and we pitch and catch a lot of ideas and wanted to share this with you guys. And the leadoff hitter we have today is Josh McAllen, one of my partners and also a great friend. Uh, Josh they and Melanie, which has been on the Cashflow Ninja show, they just had their 10th baby too. So congratulations on that. A special time, oh, baby. crazy time. Josh, <laughs> great to connect with you. Well, I appreciate it. It is so freaking great to be here. Thank you for having us, MC. Awesome. So uh, basically, Josh, um, what are some? So there's three parts that 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 basically I wanted to pick your brain on, and that these are the three questions I get constantly over the past three weeks. And basically, it is number one, MC. What 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 are what are you observing? What are you seeing? What's going out there? Um, also, what what's next? What's still happening and unfolding? And what are you doing to protect yourself and your family and your business for the next 30 days? So what would be some of your answers to that, Josh? Well, you, you, you did a great job of prepping us. And for all of us cash flow ninja community members out there, I salute you. I'm one of you. And uh, it's just an honor to be part of your podcast here many times and also your live stream seminar. Forgive us, everyone who's listening. There are some technical difficulties. It is the world of Zoom today, and everyone <laughs> is on it. Yep. Remember, there was a time before everybody knew Zoom, and it was just a few of us. Now it's like everyone. Yeah. Um, there might be a glitch here and there, but to if you don't mind, I I took took this to heart, MC. And yep. you're right. A lot of people are asking the same questions, which are, "What are you seeing happening? What's what's next? Or what are you anticipating? And what are we doing about it?" Right as this all began. I want to just tackle one by one and let you ask me follow-up questions if you don't mind. But what we're seeing happening is a lot of disruption, clearly unprecedented disruption in the lives of good people. We happen to have the privilege of having a couple businesses, all oriented around hospitality and capital. So Black and Renault, Renault has a lot of team members. It's a, a huge resort. And so we, the first thing that comes to mind during all this is an empathetic heart, wanting to make sure everyone's okay. We work, I work with uh, our, our, we have a small crew now because we're, we're closed. We, uh, we're following all the mandates of the you know, stay-at-home rules. So yep. even though it looks like I'm sitting in our beautiful lobby, obviously I'm in a green screen. But for people who've been displaced, our team members, we're trying to stay in touch with them. We kept our head of human capital, we call it human resources. And we try to keep in touch with our people. We're making sure they're getting all the benefits they can get. And we had to have furloughs. Very heartbreaking. But I think the biggest thing is we're all seeing is this massive unemployment. And at first, the first two weeks, we're, we're, we've finished the first two and a half weeks now. I think the unemployment because of the stimulus is going to, it hasn't hurt anyone yet. In my understanding, my understanding is people are about to get their compensation checks, stimulus checks, but I am starting to look forward and worry about the massive change that just happened. I think by conservative estimates, several weeks of unemployment increases, we're probably past the 10 million mark right now, aggregately of the number of jobs that have been lost. So those are the biggest things that I'm seeing is, is what does a job loss community ma uh, mean to the future? That's kind of what I'm seeing happen. Um, but on a gut level, 
what I'm perceiving from watching people and, and I'm on a lot of Zooms like you are, is first of all, shock. You taught me about the five stages of grief the other day. Uh, that would be a conversation like you were mentioning. You and I get on the phone sometimes and we go through how are we going to answer questions about this. We try to have steel sharpen steel and learn from each other. And you, you did a great job of saying to me, people are going through grief and shock because they're in the, they're in the, the five stages of, of grief. And they're going through the shock or the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Depends where we're all at in that. But in general, it's creating a lot of anxiety. And this one is the next thing I want to mention is very heartfelt to me is this sense of vulnerability. You know me, uh, MC, I'm, uh, my wife and I, we have 10 children, as you mentioned. We have the privilege of working full-time in hospitality and raising capital to acquire hospitality assets. And hospitality means, um, we think it means love and service and ministry. And really, at a time like this where you feel vulnerable, you realize how privileged we are to work in hospitality because we're always trying to deal with the heart and the soul of people and make sure they feel loved and cared for. Right now, the sense of vulnerability, we all feel pretty vulnerable. I mean, we're all tough people, you and I, and, and the people we spend time with. And yet, when you see empty shelves at a grocery store or when you see, uh, unemployment shockingly the highest. There was a, a chart that I saw last night on the news where it was like a whole, I don't know if left to right is right here, but there was a whole 50 years of blips of unemployment growth. And then the last week was the highest, the last two weeks, four weeks have been the highest unemployment r record. And it's not even just incrementally higher. It's like exponentially higher. So the shock to the system is, is profound. Okay. The biggest, the third gut level thing I'm seeing, and we'll see how this plays out. I believe you've been preaching this for five years now and more, is that changing loyalty. I think people are rightfully suspicious of, of let's say, things outside of their immediate circle. So things like Wall Street and the, the promise of buy and hold wealth, uh, you know, depleting 30% a weekend, that, that allows people I think a changing of loyalties. And so uh, people like you and I that have been preaching, you know, keep your investments near, near you. So you have some more control and more proximity to the control lawyers, you know, the leaders so that you can get to know them and understand their heart. I feel like that kind of main street shift and uh, contrarian shift that you've been doing a great job of teaching the cash flow method is the future. I, I mean, that's personally what I believe um, uh, and just one more thing. What else do I see happening? The sector I'm in, since everybody you're going to talk to today is in a different sector of the economy, we're in hospitality, as I mentioned, but we're in a special type of hospitality. We're in a hospitality for turnaround. And it's just been what we've been doing for 10 years and we've loved it, which is distressed building, distressed operations, turn them both around physically and, you know, business system. So we're really actually poised for some tremendous growth and our own businesses that we have now are weathering this downturn well. So that's what I'm watching happening. Now I can pause here or I can go to your second question. So that's all what I'm seeing happening in my well, I appreciate opinion. that. Let's go to the, uh, the second part of that. Cause I sure. So what are we anticipating, right? You and I talk about what are we anticipating? Yep. I teased out a little bit of that earlier, but 
Okay, we're in uh, the early part of April when we're recording this, and we're seeing uh, another month of closures or stay-at-home orders for most of the country. So that month, I believe, becomes at least two months. So that's a very sad thing. That means that most of us are going to be displaced from our work for another month or two. Yep. And look, I think people are indicating that the bottom, even though the uh, stimulus came in and kind of softened the bottom, the bottom's probably not going to be fully realized uh, uh, for, let's say, 12 months or more. So what do we do in that period of time? That's actually where my head is right now, is how do I deal with that middle time before the bottom? Um, Now, I also believe you and I are big fans of Warren Buffett's philosophy. And he says volatility, well, in general, he says volatility does always create opportunity. Now, what's his favorite saying? Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. That's correct. So we absolutely are going to stay active and we are going to remember our skills and remember cycles and we're going to stay um, eyes wide open and looking for projects and opportunities, especially as the downturn starts to bottom. Um, We believe, uh, I think, I think, oh, there you go. There you go. You getting a hiccup? No. Can you hear me? No? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm going in and out there probably. Uh, what, okay, so what am I going to do for the next 30 days? And so to keep it short, if I could show you, I don't have my camera set up right, but I'd show you a whole wall of tasks, content creation, um, strategic partnerships. And basically what I would say is that coupled with all this glorious time being with the family, I'm, the key thing that I'm thinking about for the next 30 days is proactively growing proactive growth. And yes, I want to start with the top. I want to get my priorities right and talk about our family. And I want to stay grateful. See, I definitely privileged here where we have several children, (laughs) but we have different children and different personalities. And some of our personalities, like my oldest son, Connor, uh, who's the guy who's always wearing your hat. I'll have to post some of those pictures, Mr. Uh, Cashflow Ninja. But my oldest son is just so aware of how rare this chance is, is that we we have 10 children. One is a 20 year old adult woman. She's with us. And we have a baby that's two weeks old and he's with us. And we're maybe never going to have this much time together ever again. And the, the way the time is coming together where it's not uh, even a vacation where you're at a, a theme park or something where you're busy nine out of 10 hours of the day, whatever here, you're pretty together. And the fact that school's still going on, I'm sorry for being a little reflective is a good thing because it's creating a little bit of structure uh, everyone feels like they have to go to work. It's just on a, on a spiritual level. It just feels like a grace, like something is very beautiful about this. And I hate to say that cause we're all suffering in many ways and our businesses are under stress. And so are so many families that lost work, but we're all experiencing this oneness with her, whoever we're close with and whoever we're in this house with. I definitely want to see that as, uh, as, as like the greatest good of this. Uh, we call it, we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to try to improve our human capital. I always say now to three other things I'm going to share with you, and then I'll, uh, I'll give you a big announcement at the end. Okay. So, uh, what would we, we then, as soon as we realized we were going to be with our family, you have to come to grips with how you're going to build a life together and growth together. Lots of fun things are coming. Our kids hopefully are going to start a business and do a Kickstarter. Very excited about helping them do that, getting them thinking about capital like you, but we're also we had to 
take a couple weeks and work with our executive team and fortify all our businesses. So I'll just run down the ecosystem of Accountable Equity, Viva May, everything we do is oriented around hospitality and inviting investor hospitality. So it's, it's, a, it's an ecosystem. So very similar to Cashflow Ninja. We build an ecosystem that shows the value of what we're trying to do for people at all different levels, whether you're an investor, a consumer, um, a guest at our hotels, an operator. So let's start at Renault, our largest operating company. We had to do furloughs with love, and we worked with everybody. We actually kept people on for several extra weeks. We had to we keep paying their insurance. All the things that took the, uh, the extra burden of the changing economy off the families. Then we did, uh, and we, we, we of course, uh, we are going to apply for, and we did apply for all the stimulus, and we did a cash preservation strategy. Accountable Equity, which is our investment group, which is numerous great people, many of them you know, you're some of them, we went on a, a, almost a weekly communication pattern, and if not more than once a week. And, and our theory is they know that, <laughs> that we're all in the same boat here, but they want to know what we're doing. And so we're trying to be very transparent and clear, and we're, you know me, I'm not, I'm not trying to just do uh, capital raising or cash raising. I'm trying to do accountable equity. We want to actually build a community of people that mastermind, really. And we, we invest together. We also learn together. So we're, yep. we're doing that. And then Viva May Hospitality, we're working with staff to improve operations. We're going to use this time as an incubator, basically. And then Capital Hacking, which, you know me, I try to wear a logo shirt for everything, kind of like you, buddy. So I'm not wearing this logo. <laughs> you got to represent. You got to represent, yeah, so right? Eric Cabral, who'll be on later today, he'll be happy I held up the Capital Hacking shirt. But uh, Capital Hacking is our community for, you know, it's a, it's a way for new people to get to know our heart and understand how we see capital raising and how we see capital in general um, and why we respect each person's version of, of their human capital. So we, we passed 100 episodes. We we're trying to be like MC Laubscher. So that's awesome stuff. <laughs> Thanks buddy. You've been a huge supporter. I love how you're so kind on social media. Whenever we post another one, you like it. I mean, you're just wonderful. I try to do the same for you. Um, develop it. So here's what we're doing. Okay. So we're fortifying capital hacking. We're launching our, finally launching our website, lots of free resources and trying to communicate better and, and, and use all the wonderful content of great thought leaders like you guys. Now, the education. So in my, our business, here's our plan for the next 30 days. I talked about our immediate program for all our operating businesses. Now we're talking about development. And we're going to develop educational content on the same two tracks we've been doing for a year, but we're going to get much more intentional. Capital Hacking will expand its understanding of how it's going to share with people, people like you that have cracked the code. Remember, one of the biggest code cracking things you've done and you've taught the world is cash flow is not, I'm sorry, I always do it backwards. Cash is not king. Cash flow is king. And you say it, and it sometimes people may not realize how profound it is. And I'm not sure if you coined it, but you probably did. You probably coined it. But cash flow is king. It means you can sustain. It means you have both equity appreciation and sustenance. Whereas the Wall Street promise has always been buy low, sell high, do nothing in between and don't have cash flow. Theoretically, that's pretty much their promise for most of us. And you are right. So we want to talk about cracking the code and code breakers like you 
and we want to extract the code breaking that you did. That when we talk about the code, we say, look, the entire universe of capital is happening all around us. Let's find ways to enter into it as a community and get our put apply our human capital to it. So accountable equity, though, is also going to develop its own content. So we have capital hacking developing content and really expanding. And we have accountable equity, uh, which is this investor mastermind, is going to expand. I have like four different themes I'm working on, buddy. You got to, you'd love these. The power of private offerings versus public markets. We're going to do presentations to the IRA communities and other investors. We're going to compare and contrast debt fund investing and equity fund investing. And we're going to share the beauty of both. Now it's a big announcement. And we're going to talk about, we're going to have a segment called collateralized cash flow, which is something you talk a lot about. So I'll probably have to interview you on that content piece for uh, Camera Plan if we get a uh, more point with them. Love it. We're gonna, um, and then we're gonna, we're gonna, then we're gonna say Warren Buffett style. We're gonna have a series of talks, and I do need your help on this about being part of the recovery. So without a doubt, we have to be prudent and promise, uh, prudent and recognize that the bottom's gonna bump for a while. We haven't really even seen it. We know it. We know we dropped, but we don't know where the bottom is yet. And while we're down here, we're going to start to get greedy on purpose. We're going to force ourselves to think like Warren Buffett. We're not going to ever be imprudent, but we're going to start to say, if everyone's really fearful, what are we building? And we're going to uh, launch something really powerful that we already know what we're going to do, but we'll announce it later. And then here's a surprise that you're going to love. And it's fun that my buddy Eric Cabral just got on this live stream. Uh, because, hey, by the way, Eric, <laughs> we saw, we saw the show. got the capital hacking. He's got the capital hacking shirt on there. That's what I'm representing. <laughs> All day. I, had, I had to do All this. Day. I had to do this, buddy. I held it up. So I, and I even <laughs> said you would, you would ask me, did I hold it up or did awesome. I wear it? <laughs> uh, by the way, Eric, while you're there, is it live yet on Facebook? Are you seeing it yet? It's still, it's, it's still preparing for, okay. for folks that are going to listen to this on, uh, on our podcast channels and our, and our other our other mediums, we're going to leave it unedited because I want folks to see the back end of this too, that it's all, <laughs> it's not all just rainbows and unicorns. By the way, there's technical difficulties from time to time, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, no, we're not live yet. Uh, we are trying to do that. Um, it's still going in and out, but we'll get there and we will restream this because this is, this is some good stuff you've got here, Josh. MC and I know I'm uh, you and I you know we like technical difficulties are part of life and our you and I are good people <laughs> and so is Eric at dealing with crises, mm-hmm. crises and interruptions and challenges. There's an just since we're talking about it glitches for just a minute. Eric knows my favorite book for the last year has been uh, Ryan Holiday's Obstacles the Way, and these times of crisis, coronavirus, have it's allowed all of us to take stock of our own human capital and to watch how others are dealing with it. And we're not trying to judge anyone, but we are seeing some people rise to the occasion and we're very grateful for those people. And they didn't get there overnight, whoever they are in your life, they're different. They could be your boss, your colleague, your partner. It could be people like us that are managing funds. You're seeing the real person and the real way that they're dealing with crises that's probably all we can hope for in this world. We all no. know Wall Street is a million stakeholders 
to get to one stock. Maybe I'm exaggerating. It's probably a hundred thousand interests to get to one stock sold. And therefore who knows what all their motives are here in the world of private investing and things like you and I do, you actually do know who's pulling the strings. It's like three of us or four of us or six of us. And you know, you want to test us. That's the biggest thing when we got into capital raising is they said, you know, they need to know who the sponsor is and, and what trials have they been through? What successes, what failures, what complete failures. So on capital hacking, uh, Eric, I hope to do a section on failing forward, you know, like a whole segment that I want to do a whole mini series on all my multiple failures that, that taught me to get strong for trial. Yeah, it's a great idea. And yeah. then the last thing I'll just leave you guys with is two surprise announcements. Okay. And this is going to surprise the two of you, you dumb dogs. I don't know if I said dumb dogs. I don't know what that, I, I made that up. I think it's like I'm, MC's teaching me new sayings and I came up with a bad one. Yeah, they made dirty but, uh, dogs. You're not dumb. Yeah, that's what I think I was trying to say. <laughs> Eric, thanks for making me sound funny. I appreciate that. That's all. Uh, here's the two big announcements you're going to love. About two years ago, this idea got in my head. Three years ago. It's the craziest idea. And that is the idea of what do you do when you want to become another level higher of expertise in, in, in a field that you have skill, but you're not world famous yet. Uh -huh. And in the old days, when we were college age, we'd go get an internship with the world's best whatever. And we'd say, we'll work for free. You're the world's best at whatever. But we're old. You know, the three of us on this podcast right now, we're older guys now. We can't go work for free for a year. So I came up with this idea of adult, adult internship. And Eric and I have been kicking around too. There's another terminology for it. It's called JV. People say, oh, we should JV on this. We should partner on this. I'm calling that adult internship. And I am raising my hand right now. And I'm saying, I want to help. Specifically, I'm hoping it's you, Mr. MC. But I want to help apply our skill, our, our community, and join forces in a JV way to develop a world-class mastermind, to develop uh, a community of podcasters so that we all can benefit from each other's work and support each other. So it's, I call it adult internship, adult internship. So I'm not asking for payment. I'm asking for partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a big initiative that, and I'm going to take steps throughout these next 30 days. And the last is accountable equity will probably by the end of the 30 day period have uh, a reservation list for private lending funds. So what we'll do is we will create debt funds and uh, we think that'll be a hell of a great strategic option during the downturn as we want to get into deals with collateral. So that's what we're doing. And we, we can't wait to hear what Eric's doing. I'm super glad to be part of the, the series. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's amazing. Somebody. Good stuff, Thank Josh. you. Yeah, no, great stuff. And it really ties in nicely with what Eric's going to talk about too. Um, I just recently saw uh, an interview that Robert Kiyosaki, that's been a guest on our shows, um, talked about, about intellectual property, how really what he learned from Buckminster Fuller. By the way, if you have not read any of Buckminster Fuller's works, yeah, it's incredible. Even the stuff that was published, what is it called, post-humanously or after his death, let's just say that oh, way. Oh, humanously, yeah, right. Yeah, the... the um, uh, the one the the one book is the grunge of of giants, 
uh, is one of my one of my favorites. But anyway, he talked about IP and creating intellectual property and the real assets, golden assets in the the next couple of years, as he sees it, will be IP, and that's why he positioned himself you know, for, for the information age and his company. And that's what Eric is doing, promoting a lot of people's IP uh, and helping their message, message get out to the world. So it ties in really nicely, Joshua, you spoke about, you know, your focus is on creating a lot of content, cre creating a lot of information, practical stuff for people to use and apply. And the guy that we got with, with us is the guy that's going to distribute and help you broadcast it. So appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on and being part of this. And uh, please send my love to Melanie too. And enjoy this I, I special conference. Everyone who's listening, this is going to be a big treat. Eric K. Brawl, as we call him on Catflow, <laughs> on, on Catflow Hacking. Now, he's one of our best friends. He's super talented. So I'm so glad to hand off the mic to you, the baton, as they say in yeah. track and field. But before I let you both go, uh, feel free to tag me in if you need anything, MC. The rest of the day, I'm here for you, buddy. Just, just text, hey, text me. Before I'm you go, brother, in. I want to share one thing that people, um, I want to highlight something that I just learned recently is, um, and it's very simple. I've learned how to smile more being around McCallum. <laughs> and it's, it's a big difference in life. It's huge. It's huge. huge. Because people well, don't what, what smile. Do you mean? Yeah, you mean on smile. these Zoom videos or do you mean just Zoom videos in person, just talking to people everywhere, everywhere I go, oh, I smile more great. and it makes a big difference, man. I'm telling you, thank you for that. It's something so simple, but um, people need to do it more, especially during these times. Yeah. But, but, but before, sorry, you teased me. That's one of the Viva May trainings, remember? I know, and then yeah. we call it RSF. You got to have an RSF, right, Eric? Which is the resting yeah. smile resting face. smile face, yeah. You're not allowed to be in hospitality or media, uh, and, and MC does it well. You do well. You can't be in media. Have you guys been watching the news lately? It's like face, 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 square, 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 and you got some people that don't have, that don't know the RSF. It doesn't work. You got to have the yes. RSF. It's so true. You know what's funny? Wait, before you go, that you bring up a good point. It, it those who are on camera a lot realize and have to realize really quickly that you have to raise your energy level to exaggerated sort of heights because it's it's two-dimensional and people are in front of you they can't feel your energy so you have to sort of exaggerate it so that they feel yeah. so when you notice jimmy fallon and you notice all these personalities they come out hot they come out explosive for a reason because they need to grab your attention they need for you to pay attention and they have to raise that level so that you could feel it through the airwaves so when you see all these people on Zoom now, they're not accustomed to this. But this is our space, <laughs> guys. This is where we live. Ooh, so it's like, point, yeah, buddy. we have an edge. We have an edge on most people because they don't get it. They're just these mannequins or they're, they, they have no emotion and they don't realize they never got the training or just enough experience to know they got to take it God bless you, man. I call yeah, Eric Cabral the philosopher of podcasting. Yeah, this golden nugget already from Mr. Cabral is be the infectious person in your network, right? Be the person that brings the energy and takes it up another level because everywhere that you're going to go, it, 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 it's going to be very, it's going to be very depressing. 
yeah. in a lot of circles <laughs> that you're going to be because unfortunately things are going to get worse before it gets better. Be that, be the spark, be the infectious person in your family, amongst your friends, in your communities. When your neighbor tells you how bad things are, tell them this is a great opportunity. You know, there's a lot of, it's changed. The world's changed, but this is, this is it. This is a great opportunity to do something else. So appreciate your ready, st- right, right out of the gates, right? You took a swing <laughs> Thank at you, it. Thank you, guys. Knocked it out of the park. See you, Josh. <laughs> Adios. Hi, Josh. Love you, man. Bye-bye. Good to see you. Love- yeah, so that was awesome, Eric. Thanks, um, man. The other things that I wanted to jump into, um, observations, what we're anticipating next, and what you're doing the next 30 days. But before we get into that, Eric Cabral is the guy with on-air brands. He's done PodMax. He's been on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Um, he is the person behind a lot of folks out there that you're, that you're seeing. Um, <clears throat> bigger pockets, a lot of folks in those community leverage his expertise. Um, they leverage um, Eric's talents, his knowledge of getting their message out there. So um, I just wanted to, just wanted for folks that are not familiar with you, Eric, if this is the first time you're hearing the name Eric Cabral, definitely check out Eric, check out On Air Brands, check out PodMax. It's an event that he just basically created, and it was very quickly how that kind of came together too, and it's been very successful showing people how to basically 10x the velocity of getting your message out. And I couldn't think, you know, at a time like this, for, for to speak to someone like you, it's very important for folks to get their message out. So I just wanted to introduce you for folks not familiar with you, but what are some observations that you're seeing, my friend? And what are you anticipating and what are some of the stuff that you're doing for the next 30 days? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Um, yeah, so we got some time here. Um, we got to probably let Matt know because he's going to come in any second. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, dude, thank you so much. Talking about pulling things off quickly. Uh, you knocked this out and thank you for putting it together. It was an idea a few days ago, maybe two days ago. You, you called yep. me, you're like, I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden I got an invite. I'm like, I'm rocking and rolling. Let's go. So that's a great example of movers and shakers, people who have an idea and implement quickly. Like you were saying, um, you know, ready, uh, fire, aim. And that, that is critical to these times because people, um, what I see happening in the, there's two camps, right? So there's the people that are hesitating. There are the people that are, are waiting for the time to sort of pass to see what's going to happen. So that's fine. I get it. You know, but if you don't come out of that, if you, if you don't take action, eventually what's going to happen is it's going to breed fear. It's going to breed immobilization. It's going to, it's, it's not going to help the economy move forward once this fog lifts. So those are the, that's one camp, but it can, it can quickly change you into the next camp if on the other side, there are the people who are the go-getters like you, like me, like McAllen, who are getting shit done. You know, can I swear on the podcast? So what we're doing now is we're, we're implementing strategies. You know, these folks who, who are thought leaders are, are taking their ideas that were on the back burner and they're pushing them up to the front. And they're, and then now they're trying to see what are the pieces they need to pull, who are the people they need to partner with, who are the things that, and the things that you have to cobble together to get all the stuff that you were thinking about doing, but didn't have the time to when everything was hot and heavy and exciting and, and, and just rising tide. Everybody was rising that, well, riding that wave, right? Yep. So, so 
that I see is what's happening. And those are the things that we can do to sort of uh, pivot and, and make sure that we don't go into dark places. So the thing that I'm anticipating um, is that same thing. There's going to be two camps, the people that are fearful, the people that are waiting, 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 waiting. But I'm, I'm, my concern with that is there's going to be this depression ripple effect. And what's that's going to do for society and the nation as a whole could be really potentially bad if we don't rise up and find inspiration and follow people and get inspired by people that can pull us out of those holes. Because trust me, it's easy. You know, I'm vulnerable. You know, I've been there, you know, during these past two and a half, three weeks, um, you know, I've relatively tried to stay positive and optimistic, but there are times when you're human and you start to think and you start to realize, oh my God, you know, are we in a police state right now? I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is a taste of it. This is a taste of my freedoms being stripped away. And if you go to those places, it's fine. You know, I, I was uh, on my GoBundance call the other night and um, we, we had the wonderful privilege to be counseled by Phil Tal, who was a Metallica's counselor. And, uh, he, and I told him about this and he said, it's okay. He basically gave me permission. He gave us permission to go down those holes. It's okay. It's okay to explore. Just don't stay down there. <laughs> don't stay down yep. there for too long. Um, so there's that, so there's that, those, there's that camp, right? Where it's the fear, it's the waiting and the depression ripple effect. But then there's the creators again, who are going to build, they're going to create more. They're going to create new businesses are going to come out of this MC, which I'm really excited for. There's going to be like delivery services are going to explode. Like those are going to be huge. Like people on scooters, like it's happening in China now where like the delivery business is exploding. They're on their Vespas or their scooters and they're all, so that's going to be a big, that's going to be a type of business that's going to flourish out of this. Another business that's flourishing is Zoom, this Zoom conference. They, they don't know what to do. They're, they're, they're building servers as we speak out in the desert. They're trying to figure out how to make things and cobble it all together so that we can, can create and, can, and talk and communicate. So thank, thank goodness for them and for, for, for Google and all these, these, these tech companies that are helping us to stay sane during these times because we need interaction as human beings. Um, and do you want me to jump into your next question or you want to, you have, have yeah, no, I, I, I love that too, because like you said, it, it's, you're gonna, the frame, as we mentioned, is very, very important. And being back to what you said when you came in with that home run head of being infectious and being the infectious person in your circle, but human contact is very important. So find a way to get it done and, um, I just want to touch on something that you said earlier, too, at a time like this, where you're going to have to innovate. Like right now, this was two two days in the making, basically, this to put together. We're still having technical issues, by the way, difficulties. And again, you know, technology. I tested everything last night. It was perfect, right? <laughs> and then when you start, it's like, oh, my goodness, we can't connect and go live, but we're recording this. So we're going to share all this information anyway. But and guess what? You just, you just, you just do it. You just, you take yeah. that leap. You just go, you figure it out and, um, you are going to make mistakes and errors and there's going to be challenges as anything that you do in life. And there will be in a many, many ways during this time. So just keep pushing and keep going. Uh, all right. So what are you anticipating next? So what I'm anticipating over the next, you know, 30 days or so, um, is, 
is first and foremost, I, I have to take care of myself, right? We have to take care of, of, of our home in which we live, which is our body and our mind. And yep. um, I'm trying to, you know, with the new norm, you know, with my gym closed, um, with, with the things that are taken away or shut down for now, um, I have to adjust. So getting the discipline to get up in the morning and, and do exercises in any way I can, whether it's, uh, you know, hit, you know, high intensity training or um, you're running, you know, I go out now, I'm not a runner, but I'm going out there because I need that hit. I need that adrenaline rush. So I just, I, uh, one lap around my neighborhood is a mile. So I do that at least once I'm working up to, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not a runner, but eventually I will be because I'm going to, I'm going to get those muscles and, and build up that um, um, tolerance. So yeah, so I'm doing that every morning. I try to at least. And then um, from a business standpoint and still sort of fusing with the personal thing is my personal brand. You know, I have entrepreneur circle. I have that show. I have that brand. And um, I've sort of, been not it hasn't been on the back burner but i haven't been paying attention to it as much as i would or lo- would have loved to because i'm helping you know helping i'm helping all of us right i'm helping our community and helping build our other brands uh, as you had mentioned and now is the time i'm thinking i i need to really start paying attention and focusing on that content and um giving it more love and and watering it and and letting it grow and flourish during these times uh, so, so I'm really looking forward to that, uh, hired, I'm actually hiring people. <laughs> so I'm hiring web developers right now. I'm hiring content creators and writers, blog writers, uh, people who are taking my content from my podcast and, and transforming it into an amazing article to read on LinkedIn, to, to put on the website, uh, to just share so that it's easier to consume. I like to call them podcast cliff notes which eventually is going to be another business. So that's something that's starting to come now. There's businesses that are uh, sort of branching off from things that I'm doing from the personal branding side. So it's cool. Um, And dude, seriously, more time with family. This is an amazing opportunity. I've never felt this. My my family is um, loving the, the fact that I'm here more. I'm having conversations with my wife every single night. Um, it's pretty wild. We're getting closer during these times. So I'm loving that opportunity. I'm loving this opportunity. I'm talking to you. We, you and I had a two-hour conversation the other day. We we didn't have time right. for that stuff before, brother. And it's like, yeah. that, that, I'm looking at the silver lining in all this. And I'm looking at how our relationships with people that we currently have, with our whether it's family, friends, or business partners, though this is the time now. Make those phone calls. Put in the time because we have it to invest in those conversations because, like I said, when the fog lifts and and we're in our Teslas or whatever it is that you drive, it's time for pedal in the, on the, in the metal and, and now it's a clear path and, and, and we could take advantage of everything that we just built with our new products or new services and, you know, we're creating summits like you and virtual courses and Podmax Virtual we're going to launch. So a lot of cool things happen as, as a result of this because now what's, what's really cool and exciting is that's going to be built during this time of quarantine when everybody mostly was asleep. And when we come back, we have the stuff we already had, right? All the businesses and products and services we already had. Now there's all this new stuff that came out of it. So it's, it, I think, going to eventually, hopefully, 10x everyone's business who's doing it right yeah no absolutely and i love it the hashtag capital hacking because 
Josh spoke a lot about human capital, and I love how you brought in relationship capital in that. So he talked a lot about uh, uh, intellectual capital, mental capital. You're talking a lot about relationship capital, which is so important. I can't think of a better time, to be honest with you, of like, uh, and by the way, side note, I love it when people say that, to be honest with you. Like, I haven't been honest with you this entire time, right? <laughs> no, but to be honest with you, <laughs> no, um, it's an it's a, it's a amazing time to really uh, solidify and even grow relationships. And we're not even in person doing it, right? Yeah. So I just, I just have gotten so much closer to a lot of people in the, in the past three weeks, um, just through conversations and having conversations that you never really have time for. Cause you're running from one thing to another, from one thing to another. And yes, it's been crazy. And yes, it's been busy in my businesses and, and so forth, but having, making time for these conversations and solidifying uh, relationships has just been super powerful. And when you mention, uh, you know, eventually when you get pedal to the metal, you know, when this, when, when, when the, when, yeah, when this all starts back up again and you have invested in relationships and solidified it and got gotten through all of this, I think you're going to have a lot of air under those wings to fly and soar, uh, in the, in the new world. Cause it will be a new world, right? Yeah. hundred percent. I just want to quote, you know, you know, someone that we both know and, and, and look up to. So David Green from, from BP, from bigger pockets, was yep. on our call the other night and he mentioned um, he's the type of guy that likes this period of time because um, he said that adversity, he thrives in adversity. And he said it was getting to the point where it was too easy. Like what we were experiencing was way too easy. And he was beginning to think it was him. He's like, I'm crushing it. I'm a beast. You know, I'm, I'm closing 20 houses a week over Skype. And he said, it shouldn't be that easy. Becoming a millionaire shouldn't be easy. So we have to realize this is a time for us to really sort of, I, I, I love the scene and I mentioned this to you the other day is Rocky. This is the montage where Rocky's going uphill in the snow and he's pulling those logs and he's, he's working out and you hear the music. This is the time folks to, to hunker down and, and, and build up those muscles. Cause then when, when it's, when everything is back to normal or with some sense of whatever the new norm is, you got to come out fighting. It's ring time. You got the gloves on. We're back in the ring, like MC said. Now the fog is lifted. I, I don't have to drive slow because I can't see. Now it's clear and the sun is out. And bam, I'm, I'm going 120 miles an hour now. So it's like, get ready because there are people who already are going to crush you if you're not. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Abs- and that's such a great point. Like David uh, has such insightful things to say. It's so true. It was... I mean, Warren Buffett talks about, you know, the ocean, right? And the tide coming in and raising all of the boats and everybody swimming naked as he talks about. And nobody knows anybody swimming naked because the water is all up to our eyeballs, right? And we're splashing and having fun and floating on floaties. And then that tide goes out and then it really becomes, it's back to now the, the, the grind. Now it's, and it's supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be a grind the entire time. It wasn't supposed to be easy because nothing, that nothing that that's meaningful in life is ever easy, right? So, yeah. um, you've got to work really hard for it. So, what does the next thirty days for you look like, my friend? Yeah, brother, it's that man. It's just um, you know keeping my team inspired, uh, hoping and 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 putting structure in their life because that's what we need because. 
taking everything away, taking our normal habits and, and rituals away and having us all readjust. You know, people are off the grid. People are building fire pits in their backyard. They're doing all these things. But hey, we're still building. We still need to operate as a business because, you know, this is not permanent. So we need structure. We still need to check in. We still need nine to five or whatever your day is as long as the work gets done. So that as well as focus, trying to get everyone, I'm trying to pull experts in. I'm trying to pull in counselors and people that can help the team. So like if you find, if you know experts that are specific to a field, uh, pull them in, pull them in to help you or your team so that they can uh, help you and give you the tools that you need to, to get through these times. Um, and then, like I said, stuff on the back burner that we've been sitting on for a long time and didn't have uh, the time, resources, or energy to devote uh, to. So now, yeah, we're, we're, we're crushing all the digital stuff that we've been sitting on um, to the point where like, yeah, we're, we're busy, man. We're really, 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 really busy. And it's great. And I'm um, focus and structure is really, I highly recommend people to pay attention to because that's critical in these times because we can easily fall into 20 hours of the Tiger King. Um, you know, I, I recommend if you are going to go down those rabbit holes um, and, and spend in half, like I did a, a weekend watching this stuff, <laughs> McMillions is better. Watch McMillions, not, not Tiger King. It's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's time, times like this. And I, lo- I, I love the structure, focus, uh, being infectious, um, you know, investing in relationships. And, I, and, and another thing that I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, well, I want to make sure, let me rephrase that. I want to make sure that folks took note of this is that you were saying that there's a lot of skills that even people that you're bringing into your company. I interviewed um, uh, someone on my show, um, Stephen Morley, about basically how the world and how we work will change and what will bring about that change, we don't know. But how we work will change. Like people are not going to get up, get in the car and drive into a big corporation and sit there for eight hours or nine hours or even less. Maybe they cut out off to seven and then get back in their car and drive back home. And that's going to be how people work. People will not work like that in the future. And I think this shift right here, what just happened is something that could bring about that world that he was talking about, where it's going to be more skill specific like you're going to be an independent contractor you're not going to have you know a a company or someone else take care of you you're going to have to improve yourself sharpen the skills learn a skill and then plug into the this ecosystem because and and you can accept that or you could just say no i don't want to do that i still want to you know use my college degree and apply for jobs and go in I, I think that I think that's over. You know, will yeah. it still exist in a small way? Yes, but the majority of people are going to go like this: independent contractors, partnering with people, plugging into their companies and their businesses as independent contractors, bringing a unique skill set. Whether it's editing, you know, editing podcasts, writing podcast cliff notes, and all that kind of stuff. So I can definitely see that transformation you know, happening. It's happening. It happened. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now's <laughs> the time to create. Now's the time. If, if, if you have difficulty creating or coming up with ideas or you feel uh, you have creative uh, block, 
uh, find the people that can help you unblock that and, 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 and push your ideas out because MC is brilliant. You know, I, I, my team is brilliant and, and, and you find people that can like get you to where you need to go so that you're taking advantage of this time. Really, it's an opportunity. It's a golden opportunity that we've never seen before where you can build something and create something that's really going to help society and the world uh, if, you, if, if you take that step. If you take that step and implement the ideas and, and, and the things that you've been thinking about or taking your business, if you're already a content creator, or a thought leader, taking it to the next level because, right, MC, we're always leveling up. We're always looking yep. for the next big thing and how do we get better at what we're doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I really am. And, and we're going to do a lot of cool things um, and, and we're going to test, tweak and, and try. Uh, it, and, and that's what we do. Like you said, we got we to gotta fail and fail forward. And that's how we know it works. So yeah, it's 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 really 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 cool, man. And I'm 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 looking forward. It's crazy, but people are like, you know, looking forward to what this time. Like I'm not looking forward to what's happening to the world. I'm looking forward to what's happening in this little bubble here of creation. You know, creating and 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 talking to people like you each and every day, so that we can build together. That's another strong right. thing that we were talking about. How can you yep. find people to to partner with that you've been that you've already been partnering with but how can you build more things how can you create more together and this is an example of that this is a perfect live example of creating together so that you reach more people and ultimately that's what we want to do is reach more people so that we can help more people yep absolutely and and to your point that the collaboration is going to be key and how do you collaborate you collaborate with other people through having a relationship with them <laughs> and growing that relationship and solidifying that relationship. So, and, uh, it, you know, the things ahead, like you and I were talking, right? It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting, but the opportunities are, the opportunities are everywhere to exploit. It's just going to be in a different form. It's going to be in a different shape. Um, and uh, it's, it's up to each individual to be able to do that. I want to share something with you that I just figured out in the last minute. And yeah. this will be interesting for our audience too, that I literally uh, just typed it in and the first strike, we're live on YouTube. And it's, nice. it's, yeah, it's taken me, I couldn't get onto Facebook for about an hour of live streaming. So that's oh, something that I learned too. So I guess it's the hour of the day. I mean, the bandwidth that Facebook has, maybe everybody's on there right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was interesting. That's a, that's a good learning experience right there where it was a lot easier just on, on YouTube basically to get on, but Facebook, not so much. No, and here comes trouble, baby. Speak oh, of ah, Mr. Trouble, YouTube. Trouble, Speaking Mr. Matt Fairclaw <laughs> joining it's us. so How funny. That, uh, what perfect timing because we just went live on YouTube and, and we got Mr. YouTube uh, stepping That's in. That's right. We got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn it's this all, I'm going to make that... This whole world. Yeah. I mean, the world works oh, in mysterious ways, right? <laughs> Don't fight the universe, guys. If you're listening yeah. to this... You won't. You you'll lose fight that fight, man. And, and, go with it, baby. Before go I pass them... Before I pass the mic to Matt, I'm going to give someone and people out there who do have podcasts or you know are thinking of it, uh, here's the tools that we're shifting to because now that Zoom has become the new hotness, 
Um, yep. it, the, the bandwidth is ridiculous. The bandwidth is crazy. And you, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Zoom used to be really, really uh, solid for me. I, I, that's why I loved it versus Google. Now, yep. it, I, I can't rely on it. I'm recording shows and I'm doing things and it's like, I, 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 if I could just, you know, yeah. you're frozen and I can't, we can't create like that. So I moved to restream.io. And I've moved, which is which a multi-streaming uh, platform. So now I could re- I could stream to Facebook, YouTube, all these different channels, thirty or forty different ones at the same time, which is great. Then we for the podcast Squadcast uh, FM for audio, and and it's so so reliable. So I highly recommend anyone who has a show look into Squadcast FM or um, Zencaster if you do video, which does all of that stuff locally records and saves locally rather than in the cloud because the cloud right now is uh, who knows it's clouded like i said it's clouded yeah, in the, the cloud it is cloud yeah there's people in the desert right now like connecting wires together <laughs> yeah, like hurry right. up henry uh, keep it going way. there Just don't get too you close to me tape. henry right. they, can't, they can't talk closely hey, can i can i get in on this first of all liz dropped a uh, podcast three times yesterday on zoom had it had it crash on her um, number 1 number 2 uh, I've been using B.Live, if you're familiar with it. I've been doing an interface between B.Live and YouTube. So I'm really, I'm loving the streaming technology. I'm loving that you can put things out on different channels and different outlets and, and all that. What I like about B.Live, and if there's stuff you're talking about does this too, that's even better. B.Live, people can make comments to the interface. The, the, like, the, I, I interviewed Vinny Chopra yesterday, Mr. Smile. Right, he's Mr. Smiles. He's a ray yep. of sunshine, man. He just comes on and he's like, "Hello, everyone. How are you?" <laughs> you know, and he's just, and we're just, we're just talking about how life's great, and people are making comments, and I'm clicking a button, and their comments are showing up like a CNN news feed at the bottom <laughs> of my conversation. It was awesome. You oh, know? like a ticker. Yeah. That's like cra- right. Well, not like a ticket. It wasn't that slick. It'd be cool if it were that slick, but it wasn't. I just, I could, it just kind of showed up below our faces and then I could push another button to make it go away. So, wow. Um, we yeah, live in stuff. an awesome world, Eric, and you and I should talk more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About, we got to uh, figure out, cause I know you're building and creating stuff on your side. Um, and we haven't merged yet because we're busy. It's funny cause we got a lot of also personal stuff I wanted to catch you up on. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to let you guys have fun. I'm going to do what you do, Matt here. Hold on a second. I think, I think your <laughs> headphones I think the head. <laughs> me and Eric hey, have Matt, been talking. Matt's MC, to... you'll be invited. Me and Eric have been talking about doing an, a Zoom happy hour, which could it, be fun. I think that is going to be a lot of a lot of fun. That Your headphones, are, they don't go like this, Matt. I think they go like this. What? I'm going to light you up. And, and also fire. for our listeners and for our I'm viewers I'm going to blowtorch you next time I see you. I'm gonna play. They don't fit what, what in my small funny. little ear things, Eric. <laughs> You know what? Did this just pop up? Can I do this on MC show or not? No, I don't think I can. Matt and Eric actually have offices in the same office building. Yeah, I I miss the heck out of this. It's dangerous, dangerous. and I got a key to that office, Eric. Oh God! No, no, you're gonna play. You're gonna play some stuff in there. Leave you a present. (laughs) I leave you a present in your chair. Open can of tuna. Open up a can of tuna and walk away. Just leave it up. You don't even need to go. You can send Stacy to do that. And uh, Man, this, I bet this know. is such a more professional show until I showed up. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> this happens every time. This happens every time. Social, all right, guys. So, yeah, so it'll still be social distancing with a can of tuna, right? 
They're yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. You'll stay out of the office, won't you? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's, I mean, it's just a can of tuna. It's not, it's not like you're shaking hands or something. No. <laughs> this can quickly turn into, this can quickly turn into cockroaches and rats and stuff like that. Those are like, that's minor. That's, that's like <sighs> nobody's Ooh. problems right now. Who cares about that? You know, that, yeah, that's yeah. easy. Yep. COVID-19 going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Awesome. All right, guys. Before this gets to serious tones, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce out of here. I'm gonna pull the ripcord, as Mr. Matt Faircloth always says. Pull the ripcord. Appreciate right, you. All right, guys. Love you, Eric. Bye bye. You're gonna bounce me. I love you guys. You're gonna bounce me out. Eric, hit me up, man. Yep. Let's get a let's get a call. Yeah, let's going. do it, man. Let's let's have a virtual beer together. Let's catch up. Bye, right, guys. Kissy kissy. Bye bye. Now, folks, uh, Matt, awesome for listeners, viewers. Um, Matt's been on the show. He is your multifamily real estate guy. If you're not familiar with them, just go to YouTube and type in Matt Faircloth or Bigger Pockets. Matt creates a ton of content. He's a very successful real estate investor. And not only is he a, a real estate investor and very successful at it, but he also is a very, very a generous um, human being sharing a lot of lessons, sharing his knowledge, teaching others to do what he has done, um, which I always appreciate and always appreciate our conversations, my friend. So we're looking forward to this. Um, so uh, in, in, uh, for our conversation today, just the overall structure, I just wanted to see what are some of your observations during this time right now? What are some of the things that you're anticipating next? And what are you doing to position yourself in the next 30 days? Position yourself, mm. your family, and your business. Mm. So, and I think you're going to bring a unique perspective. And that's why we have a wide variety, the Boskin and Robbins flavors of, of, of guests, right? Today, because everyone's in different niches and mm -hmm. in different businesses. So, what are some of the things you're seeing in your niche and, and, and so, some of your observations? Absolutely. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm in a couple of niches, right? So I'm, I'm a YouTuber, as you said, um, but I'm also a apartment building owner um, yeah. and, and just resident, primarily residential real estate owner. Um, and so uh, on the YouTube side, it's interesting. I mean, it's just from content. I mean, let's talk about content production and what people yep. want to hear us talk about. Um, we had a pipeline of material that had, that was generated pre COVID-19 stuff from Podmax, right? The, everything that I've done that was not a COVID-19 conversation flopped, absolutely produced 25% of the viewership that it normally would. Uh, normally my videos get somewhere between 500 to a thousand views. I have one video that went out that got 60 views. Um, that was not a, uh, it was not a COVID-19 conversation. I put out a COVID-19 conversation yesterday and it got twice as many views as my normal stuff does. Um, and so the, the world only is in one conversation right now, you know, um, and, and that's COVID-19 and that's what to do about it, what we're doing about it, what should other people do be doing about it, data that people have about it. I mean, if you read the newsfeed right now, that's all there is, man. I mean, that's all, that's all the world wants to talk about right now. So if you are yep. a content producer, um, you can go against the grain and try and have conversations to try and change the subject and try and give people something to change their mind or something to take their mind off of it, which is what I would think. That's what I'm doing yeah. personally. I can't immerse myself in it. Um, so I'm trying to do some things that take my mind off, but the world doesn't want that. That's not the content people are absorbing that I'm seeing. Um, you can put out positive news about COVID-19, which is good. And I think the world needs more of that. Um, but I do think that if you are the folks that are producing content, um, that's all they, that's all they want to talk about. Um, 
So and if, yep. if you want to discuss content production more, we can talk about that. Um, but then we can, we can jump over to the apartment building world, which is what a lot of your listeners obviously can relate to as well. And, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother world on its, on its own too. Yeah, it is. It's now on the content side, just a quick comment on that. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the, 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 the ideas that I have for here is having conversations over the past three weeks, right? And um, I was saying during my conversation with Josh is that every single time I have conversations with folks, we're like, man, we should have recorded this because I think this could help a lot of people because we, you know, there's some, some good pitching and catching, right? Of ideas yeah. and, and sharing that and, and tailoring. If you're, if you're a business right now, obviously you have to enter the conversation in the frame that people are in. And unfortunately, a lot of people are, I mean, they're getting sucked in daily into the mainstream media, a lot of fear, a lot of negativity, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, in a, in a world where, you, let's face it, everybody is competing in some way, shape, or form for attention if you're in media, whether it's digital or whether it's on, 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 the, on the TV, you have to enter the, the conversation of where people are at and then also you know, take it into a little bit of a d- different direction. We've d- you've done great. I mean, that that webinar that you w- that you did with B dot Live TV with Justin was awesome because you took it. You took what everybody was thinking in the frame of mind, and then you also kind of moved it and said, "Okay, <laughs> before we before we get too crazy and think the end of the world is happening without zombies and completely get sucked in." Right. To, to every conspiracy theory or everything out there, let's just take a step back and let's focus of where we are and where we want to go and let's start building instead of just sitting and, you know, you know sitting and yeah. panicking, basically. Well, that's what we uh, we wanted to do is I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm just, I'm a facts yeah. guy. Give me the data yep. that I can make true factual decisions on. Um and then I will take those facts and make decisions on how I can advance my goals. The end. I'm not right. going to speculate. I'm not going to pull up my crystal ball. I don't know. If I speculate, I will be wrong. At least I, either that or it's gambling. One of the yep. two. Maybe I get lucky. Yep. Maybe I don't. You know. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the the what we put out on that um, on that presentation, which is now available on my YouTube page, which people can get to by just going by to youtube.com forward slash Derosa Group. D-E-R-O-S-A. Um, we have that, that presentation is there, which is just, all it is, is just we, what we as a landlord and company are doing to address COVID-19. And the conversation is still valid because we're doing everything that we said we were going to do in that presentation. Um, yep. And in the presentation, I led in with like, hey guys, let's talk about something. Let's talk about what we know. Here's the facts. And then yep. let's talk about what we don't know. We don't know a ton of things. And the human mind, um, and you and I, and you and I have talked a lot about human psychology and how it plays into business, right? Yeah. The human mind abhors a vacuum. And so if the human mind doesn't know something, you better believe the human mind will make something up, <laughs> you know? And so unfortunately we have so little data right now, MC, on what's going on in the world. We don't even know how many people in this country have this thing, how many people are already yep. immune to it because they had it, how many people are prone to it how many people it's truly killing because we don't know. Uh, we just know people that are being diagnosed with it in a hospital and then dying. Somebody could be dying of what we think is something else of pneumonia, but it's truly COVID-19. You know, yeah. if you follow me, lots of data we don't have. So what I talk about in the webinar is this is what we have. 
And so I get into what we as a landlording company, and we control about 750 units in four states. Um, and so I talked about what we're doing, which is tightening up with our managers, the, the boots on the ground. We're, we do not self-manage any of our portfolio. So we are tightening up with our PM companies that are boots on the ground direct with those tenants, right? That's number one. Number two, I'm communicating with every one of my lenders because my lenders are in this thing with me. Um, my mortgage debt is an enormous portion of my rent of the rents that I bring in. A lot of it goes towards mortgage, right? Um, and it's arguably my largest expense. So I'm going to all those. Um, it's, it's the largest single check we have to write. If you add up all of our expenses, those actually add up to more than our mortgage, but it's the yeah. largest, w- largest one check that we have to write in, in owning an apartment building. So we go to those mortgage holders and we're saying, Hey, listen, we may have a problem. And if we do, you know, we want to discuss that problem with you and discuss what we can do. Um, and almost every mortgage lender I've talked to has already made us an offer for something called forbearance, which I can pause so we can talk about if you want. Yeah, let's talk about that. And I just wanted to point out something already, which I, which I, which I appreciate is the lines of communication. And this is a, such an important time to talk to yes. people and communicate to people. Don't go silent. Don't go away. You know, um, it's it's just great that you tie that in because um, Eric just also talked about you know how relationships are being solidified, even though we don't get to spend time in person, right? But we get to jump on zoom calls and jump on, on phone calls, but also having conversations with everyone that you're doing business with and explaining to them what's going on, having them explain to you about their business, the same thing probably that the the banks are doing with you, right? The mortgage guys Mm -hmm. and, and then getting through this, finding a solution to get through this. And, and, and and I'll let, I'll pause there for a second and let you jump into the four banks. It's beautiful. And I think that, that it's actually caused a lot of people, you either go into a hole and, and there's people that are like, you know, hold up in their basement with all the toilet paper that nobody else can buy with a, with a shotgun and, and lots of canned food. You know, um, you can yep. do that if you want, if you feel like we're, we're walking into zombie apocalypse. Um, I went to fear place for about, I let myself do it for 15, 20 minutes. And then I got out of that and then I got into action mode. Right. Um, and the yep. first thing you got to do in action mode is communicate and talk to people like you, you and I have talked a ton about like, Hey, what do you think? I don't know. I think, you know. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, people, like that you respect you look at your peers call them have that conversation whether you're in a medical profession or whatever it is a profession you are call some peers and then call vendors if you can get a hold of clients call clients just have this ongoing conversation um with people we built an we built an online community uh, it just so happened we were building it before but we built it um it's got it's gone you know, a lot, a lot bigger because of COVID-19. It's called DeRosa Insiders. And it's a community of all of our investors and anybody that's a follower of us that wants to pay to be a part of the community. It's called DeRosa Insiders. And we're putting out daily communication. I went live on that page yesterday in that private Facebook community just to really touch my people and to be care, just to the people that are, that are, that I'm, that I'm tight with to have those ongoing conversations. You've got to communicate about what's going on ask for, for best practices, data and information is changing daily. And so it's so important to touch base. And I, I'm, I'm on several landlord WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. And we're constantly supporting each other, encouraging, pumping out data. So yeah, and here's, here's an example and I'll stop. The SBA application that you can apply for, for emergency um, disaster assistance has changed three times and the websites crashed three times. If you applied 
um, a week ago for that assistance, your application's gone, right? Uh, you have to apply by Sunday, and you would not have known that how you were if you were not communicating. The well, the fact I just gave just now made the media, right? So it just has to be in by this Sunday, and if you applied for it already, it's gone. It crashed. So if you applied by Sunday the twenty sixth, okay, um, but I think it's the twenty sixth. This uh, this uh, the, you know this past Sunday, I'll give you the let's because we're get, we're putting out data for people that need this data. Sunday the twenty ninth. If you applied before Sunday the 29th for an SBA loan, your application is gone. It's, it, they, they rebooted the system on that day. Now, that fact is just now today, April 3rd in the newspaper, right? That was a fact as of Sunday, April 29th, right? Right. If you were not communicating, you would not have gotten access to that data. Now, that, data, that information is on their website. It says that on their website, but it didn't say yep. in the newspaper until today. Right. Um, right. And so because I communicate with other landlords, I had that data. And so I applied again on Monday and now my application's in line. If you apply today, your application's behind mine and I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying, this is what I got through communication and people that are yep. smarter than me told me that, you know, right. gave me that data. So I applied again. Yeah. Now, today, today, April 3rd is the first day to apply for the loan that has to do with payroll. Um, and, but the problem is, is that the, the SBA only released the guidelines at like midnight last night, you know? So no lender is prepared for this. You have to apply for the, the payment, the, the payroll loan through a, a, a third party lender partner. So we're using Berkshire bank. You could use Fulton banks, another bank we're looking at too. Problem is Berkshire just got these guidelines last night. They can't take an application yet. So although right. the SBA is able to take your application, these lenders are behind the ball, you know? Um, yeah. Again, if you're not in communities, you don't have this data. It, it just, yeah. the thought that I just had is one of my biggest takeaways from 2008 was the lack of community and tied in yeah. sol solid relationships that yeah. I had. That was a big blind spot for me. And I'm like, man, if I'd look back, because everyone was talking leading up to, you know, there will be eventually another recession. And, you know, people have been talking about that this for a while. People waiting and I for always it. thought like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm like, what is my blind spot? My That was my biggest blind spot. And you just pointing that out. If you're listening to this and, and getting this information, start where you are today. Reach out to folks, like tie into communities. There's still virtual meetups, there's Facebook groups, there's DeRosa mm -hmm. insiders. I mean, mm -hmm. right there, mm -hmm. you know, there's our community, the Cashflow Ninja community. There's Liz's community, right? For all, all of the, yeah, investor for all the powerful women out there in, in real estate and even a woman in business, right? So there's all of these different communities that you can plug into that's already there. You don't have to go and recreate the wheel, which I think this is, this is, well, if you're listening to this and going, well, I don't have a community. I didn't build this. I don't have the relationships. Join Boom. One. Join one. Get involved. Get on the Biggerpockets.com. I mean, Biggerpockets yep. is a way wider community. I mean, like it's hard to yep. ask individual questions of people that know what they're talking about, but there's a lot of forums up there and stuff like that. Um, and that. So just if you are one of those folks that's just figuring this thing out, it's okay. Get into a community now um, because you could build communities like MC and I have done. Um, but it's okay. You don't have to build a community. It's, you don't, I mean, now is not the time to be building yep. a community. MC and I built these communities. We have way before this thing happened. And now we've got, 
that community that we can work with. But you better believe I'm not only talking in my little eco chamber of community. I'm also in several others. And I'll talk right. to whoever wants to talk right now about this thing. Um, yep. So, yep. um, cause the more data I can get, the better. I mean, if I didn't, if I wasn't in other communities, I wouldn't be able to tell you what I know about the SBA loan, um, program and its progress through the system. So, yeah, I think, you know, we've talked about, I think like the big centerpiece of it is just some, some, there's different forms of capital, right? As Josh and Eric base their show upon. And then there's also, you know, different resources and this you know, your mental and your intellectual capital and, and resources, your skill sets, your relationship capital that you have, the folks that, that you're close with in your, in your, the close relationships that you have. And then communities such as this, because it's still going on. There's still virtual meetups. There's a ton of stuff going around. Um, and I see it, which is great. People are connecting online more than ever before on this. So if you're, you know, happy hours, which we spoke about, which would be, which is awesome. <laughs> but also get on if you're, if you have a business, if you have investments, it's protective mode, which we'll get into, get into ne- next, right? There's a lot of protective things that you have to do and plan for, which you've already mm-hmm. touched upon expenses, looking at what your biggest, biggest expenses, negotiating with yep. partners and so forth. Protective mode is huge and there's many different strategies for your specific business and for your investments of how to protect this because, you know, it's, um, it's almost like that storm is coming through now, so you're protecting, and then when the dust settles after the storm, you know you're now now there's opportunity, but you got to protect what you have first, and yeah. before yeah. before you capitalize on opportunities. Maybe you have some comments on that, and maybe you want to talk about some of the things that you're uh, doing the ne- in the next thirty days. Absolutely. Brief comment on that. Um, I, I was around in 08, as you were. Um, there was a lot of like, there became a cutthroat mentality of like, let me gobble up as much as I can. Let me try and yep. screw over these banks. Let me try and take, take, take um, that after the fallout, right? I'm not seeing that as much. I've seen a few Facebook comments, but they've been far in between about like people rubbing their hands together, wanting to gobble up all these properties that are going to go into foreclosure. Most, I, I disregard those kinds of things. Mostly what I've seen is collaboration. And the, and the, what I love about this is in, in, in my industry anyway, and I think in most industries too, and I, I mean, I'm not in restaurant circles, but my guess is restaurateurs are doing this as well. We are yep. in this together. And there is a great country that there, there is, there's, I, I'm, I'm, proud of our country because there's a lot of people that I talk to that are doing this together. How can I help you? I've seen people taking toilet paper rolls and putting them on their front doorstep to the guys delivering Amazon packages to them and giving the Amazon guy a pack of toilet paper if they've they've got extra. People are reaching out and helping their neighbors. Neighbors are cutting each other's grass and stuff like that. I've seen some awesome stuff on Facebook on what's going on as a collaboration mentality in our country. That's number one. Um, that, I'll comment to that. So that's what I love about our energy. And I hope our country keeps a collaborative, we're in this together mentality instead of trying to take uh, or, or hope that your next door neighbor loses so that I can win. You know, um, I think that's great. And, and I'm going to continue to hold that context. Now, 
what we're doing in the next 30 days is I don't think that right now is buy time. And we're, we've got several deals under contract. I've got a, um, an apartment building under contract in South Carolina. Um, and we're holding off on, on closing on that deal until I know a little bit more. Um, it's very important for us as landlords, as, as uh, buyers, to see how uh, tenants and properties will perform through April and May and June, right? Um, and so we are still aggressive. We've got a lot of equity lined up and folks that want to put their money into real estate or folks that want to invest in one way or another, right? But um, it's, it's yet to be seen how properties are going to perform. The next thing that we're seeing, MC, is debt. In, in, in our world, we rely on two things to finance a deal, as anybody does. There's only two ways you can finance something, and that's with debt and equity. You know, Either you know, cold, hard cash of your own or of your investors that come in as co-ownership uh, cash or debt, money that you borrow from somebody else who has collateral, meaning they can come and take the property from you um, if you don't perform on the terms of the debt. Um, so the debt world in apartment buildings has dried up drastically. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the two lenders that are left standing. The other companies aren't out of business. They're just on the sidelines right now. Um, and a lot of them are not, or have put their pencils down and are not auditing or not underwriting deals. A lot of these, a lot of these lenders that I'm talking about that are not Fannie and Freddie have walked, even walked away from closings in the last couple of weeks have, have killed deals to say, okay, we're not going to close right now. This deal's dead. You know, we're, we're going to change our, lo- our lending terms. This is at closing. Things were supposed yeah. to close and people were at the table with their pencils to ink the deal. And the lender said, we're going to pause. So, um, so I don't believe that right now is the time to, um, to pursue closings. We're tightening up on what we have. I'm over communicating with my investors and I am aggressive. I'm waiting for new opportunities to come up. And we're also looking to raise, uh, instead of just focusing on one asset class, um, to take advantage of opportunities that may lie in a couple of different places in the market, we're going to do a blended fund. So we're going to do a fund that's involved in a couple of different um, asset classes so that we can diversify risk uh, as we come out of this thing. And I think it's a good, a, a diversification is a good thing to do in a, in, in a recession. Um, and, and we're also going to diversify so we can take advantage of resurgence as, as, it, as things come back around. So that's what we're doing in the next 30 days. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, um, like you said, it's, you know, it's very important now to focus, look at different sides of your business too. And, um, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> like right now, it's not the time. It's one of the lessons I learned in 2008, by the way, is getting in too early and still getting hurt a little bit because of that, right? Um, so sitting tight and see where the dust settles. And I love the collabor- collaboration aspect because there's going to be so many collaborative opportunities in real estate too. Because as you mentioned, there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in it, right? <laughs> right, Equity and mm-hmm. debt, financing it. And there's some folks that are going to look for opportunities. There's some people that are going to be on the ground that can identify that. There's great ways to, to partner <laughs> and, 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 mm-hmm. and do that. Um, one of the things was, so you're talking to your lenders. You're negotiating with them. What are you guys seeing as far as the, the rental market with folks? I mean, obviously, there's, there's some things going on there. What, what's, what's the current, what's happening there? Um, it's funny, man. Uh, I, I've, I've, my mind has been blown by the rental market on a few different uh, facets, right? So I've, I get a 198 unit in North Carolina, okay? Um, 
you know, unfortunately, we're sitting at about 65% occupancy because we're under a major reno in the complex, returning a lot of the units, we're replacing a lot of the tenant base. Um, and so the property was like that pre-COVID-19, right? Yep. Okay. Um, we've been doing a lot. We've switched a lot of our marketing to online, Instagram, Facebook, um, for, for pushing attention to the site through online portals. Um, we've been doing virtual showings where either the PM walks through the property with their cell phone and does a, and just does like a WhatsApp hangout or a Google hangout with the prospect and shows them apartment with the, with the phone and the prospect applies online. Right. Last week, MC, we had 10 applications, which is off the charts. Our typical application rate somewhere between three to four. Through this online access and what we're doing, we're, we've received 10 applications at that complex in one week, right? That's wow. insane. And that's it completely blew my mind. I thought things were going to dry up. But online viewing of property has has blown up the application world. Um, and there's ways that you can show and lease apartments and, and abide by social distancing, right? That's yep. one surprise that I've had. We're today's April 3rd. We're about 50% collected across my portfolio, um, which is about right. Today's Friday. Uh, yep. Today's, you know, today's always rent payday. And that's just when people are, are going to pay the rent, um, whether they're still working and this is when they get paid um, or when they receive their support checks from, from whatever entity they're getting support from um, or just when they're mentally programmed that they're going to pay their bills this Friday. So, um, yep. so uh, today we're expecting a large influx of cash and over the weekend too um, in that, but we're about 50% collected on April 3rd, which is what I expected to be today. Um, so I'm pleasantly surprised so far. I'd knock heavily on a piece of wood here, um, that, uh, that, that, that continues. But I think that we've been pleasantly surprised for now on how we're looking on collections. We are, we're anticipating being a little bit below our normal, the, the norm on collections. Um, but, uh, but if, if we outperform our, our expectations, I'll be, uh, that'll be okay. Gotcha. And you guys do very creative and innovative things in collecting rent even before this. So I'm sure you guys will get creative and more innovative as yeah. this go, goes along. You better believe it. Yeah, we've gotten as creative as you can get. We've offered discounts for paying on time under in certain states is what we're doing. In uh, other states, we're viewing April, May, and June as one period. So as long as you're paid up by June 15th, you're good to go, but you don't owe you don't owe the rent necessarily by April fifth because we understand some tenants are going to get that government support check. And my property yeah. in North Carolina, where we're doing that that total period of payment, that government support check will cover most tenants' rent for probably two to three months. Because rents gotcha. aren't that high down there, right? So yep. I'm okay waiting till that check hits, you know. And so we'll hold our breath for a little bit until the check comes in. So, um, awesome. so we're. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about the different initiatives that our PMs are doing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then get to spend a lot of family time too. And it's great. You know, Liz has got her own community going. So I'm sure yeah. she's bouncing a lot of ideas of, of things that she's seeing in there as well. She's, she'd love to talk to you about that. She's downstairs yeah. with the kids. If you want, I, can, <laughs> I know we're getting towards the time where she was supposed to come up. So if you want, I can get her up here um, and then I can, I mean, I can just kind of swap out with you and you two can talk about community building and what investors do. Awesome. And, yeah. Um, that'd be great. This is big this on is mindset. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Listen, we'll do it, man. You might get like a, like a six year old popping their way onto this camera too, but it'll, your community will love it. I'm sure. Um, no. And, so and my kids are, 
I can hear my kids running up and down up, uh, upstairs too. So, so in, yeah, in my home studio, hey, these are interesting times. So, and like I said in the beginning, for my listeners too, my and all of our viewers, we're just keeping it real. You know, we threw yeah. this thing together. There's technical difficulties. There's this. There's that. But this is how it goes behind the scenes, and it's important for this folks is the to world, see. Man. This is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Awesome. This is it. Why don't you summarize what you and I talked about a little bit? Do your thing, chat with your community for a little bit. Give me about two minutes and she'll be on camera. Okay. And I'm I'm just going to turn this camera. I'm just going to turn this camera off. Um, and that, and she'll turn it back on when she's online. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Bye MC. Regards to the family, bye community. One more. And I'll plug one more thing. If people want to hear more about insiders, and they want an enormous bunch of free stuff that we put together, resources for COVID-19 um, and, um, and just resources from me uh, that you can't get anywhere else. Take, a, take your handy-dandy cell phone out and text the word DeRosa, my company name, D-E-R-O-S-A, D-E-R-O-S-A. Text, text the word DeRosa to the, to the number 66866. That will give you an enormous basket of goodies. And it'll also give you a link that you can join DeRosa Insiders for a dollar for the first month. Okay, so six six eight six six. Text the word DeRosa. We'd love to see you there. And let me go get my lovely wife. Awesome, awesome, man. Appreciate you, brother. Liz, always great to see you. Hey, MC, how are you? Hopefully, our internet. I heard heard our connection's a little wonky, so hopefully, it'll work out okay. Yeah, no worries. We're just (laughs) we're doing this on the fly. So great, great to see you. And uh, yeah, great to see you. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah, doing doing great. Spending some quality time with the family, and you know, talking to a lot of people. It's been it's been quite a it's been quite an amazing time in the, these unprecedented times. I know it it really has, and I'm just I think every day just trying to figure out, you know, you getting better at managing it all. We have little ones, you know, at home, and you know, I can't just be like, "Yep, you're good for the rest of the day." I'm just gonna go do some work all day. Like it just doesn't <laughs> can't work that way with little ones, you know. Yep. I mean. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. It's, like a new, it's a new normal, you know, just trying to adjust and get better every day. Absolutely. And for listeners and viewers, so Liz has been on my show too, Liz Faircloth. She's got an amazing community that she's built. Um, we just talked about the power of communities in these time of these. And for all those powerful women out there in real estate and business, invest her community. There's a Facebook group and page and a website and an incredible podcast that you have. To, this you. is something that you can tap into. So um, one of the questions that I've been asking, well, there's kind of just three things that, because this is, this is the three things that a lot of folks have reached out to me, either through email um, and just phone calls is basically, what are you seeing? What are some of your observations? What are, what are you anticipating next? And what are some of the things that you're doing uh, for the next 30 days within, within your family, your business, and then also within your community that you have? Sure. Um, so which one should I start with? The observations, I think, will be good. What are some of the things that you guys are, are looking at and keeping a close eye on? And what, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Like observations comes to be very personal. So, you know, ultimately we're all, we're all, you know, looking at how is this going to affect my family, right? And, yep. and, and then my business, especially if you're in business yourself and or jobs, whether you're still working, you know, you have a job as well in terms of your additional kind of businesses. And then yep. ultimately like your community, right? Like your local community where you're actually living. Yep. And then beyond that, like your world and just staying connected, right? So 
I'll start with our family. So, you know, obviously, you know, making sure your family and your, your friends and people that you love are healthy and well. Um, I have a lot of family in New York, you know, and they're being hit very badly, obviously. Um, and I'm starting to hear that people that I know are starting to, to pass away, which, you know, you just, your heart goes out to people. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I'm observing just the world and how it's responding and not trying to get like be be in it like everyone else, but just be aware and also just be like, okay, what? How can I step up and help someone? You know, and how can I, you know, keep paying my gym membership? I mean, it's so small, right? But yeah. it's right. It's going to help pay someone's salary. Um, Matt and I were going back and forth with landscaping for our house. Well, you know, I'm like, I, we could do some of that, and that's like, we also could be supporting a local business. I said that's a really good point. So little things, right? Super little things. But we even um, we put up signs as a family last Sunday. I saw I was running and I saw a sign that said, um, "Send this to someone you love." So I was like, "This is really cool." So I took a picture of it. I sent it to someone I loved, and then we went home and with the kids, I made signs. And then we went to the park or like to the walking path by our house and. We put up five signs just to hopefully put a smile on someone's face. So as a family, I'm all about like, what can we do to just be in action and be in service? Because if I don't do that, then I start to get in very in my head and like, you know, worry and all that kind of stuff. So it feels good to be helping someone else. That's what we've been doing at a family level on a observation of a business perspective. I and mean, we're heavily in, involved in real estate, which you know, and, um, we have one fix. We have one flip, one like project we're actually trying to sell right now. And it's a high priced property, and that's obviously sitting. Uh, but we know that will, you know, we know we'll it'll sell in you know, the right timing. Majority of our work is in rental property, right? So we're in complete action mode of how to kind of weather this storm. So from every everything from you know communicating with our investors because we you know have a lot of investors involved in a lot of our projects to you know, um, applying for an SBA loan just to kind of weather the storm if we need like reserves and then going to each of our funds and each of our projects to say, okay, let's run some analysis. You know, God yeah. forbid 50% of tenants can't pay their rent. Like worst, you know, case scenario, hopefully. But um, what would that look like? How much cash reserves will take us through and what would we need to do? And and being in complete communication with with all of our kind of constituents. So from property management to our tenants to not so much our tenants, but the ones that we're managing um, to our investors. Um, as a, on the DeRosa side, we were launching a um, kind of like a membership. Like people keep asking, people have always asked us, like UMC, like you know, different questions. And we're like, let's let's kind of develop a membership for investors who want to like kind of get the inside scoop of an investment company and what's really going on. This was the beginning of the year, and we were going to wait till like the third quarter to launch it. So we launched it last week. Actually, we just accelerated the launch of it, yep. and. Um, our plan was always to give access free for our investors. And that's what we did. So we, we personally invited, you know, all of our investors to be part of this so we can just be in complete transparent communication with them. Um, that's what we're kind of observing from a perspective of like what we're doing slash observing on a, on a business side. Um, yeah. So just to share that insight. What were, what are some of the things that you've seen folks do in your, or share in your community that they're doing to, um, you know, managing this new normal, as you mentioned. Yeah. Well, especially then, then, uh, then on the investor side, I've never seen so many people joining our Facebook community. I've never seen so many people wanting to get like support, uh, either get into the game of investing or, or manage what they have. I, I think there's tool schools of philosophy right now. There's people that have been sitting on the sidelines 
that yep. are like, wow, this is going to be a potentially a great opportunity, right? Because of this, the, what we're in and what we know is going to happen even when we go back to less social distancing, somewhat, some, somewhat normalcy in the next several months, we're yep. going to, our economy is going, it's not going to just like bounce back. I don't, I don't personally believe that. I don't think it's me like, like a flip just switched, you know, now you can hug people and yep, the economy is just going to go back and we're not going to make believe we didn't even know what happened. Like that's yep. not going to happen. Not, not in this situation. I don't personally think, I mean, um, I mean, I've heard some people say that I'm like, oh, don't, think so. I mean, people uh, lost their jobs and weren't able to shut their businesses down for over a month. I don't think it's just going to be like a bounce back. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, but so I think what I've seen a lot in our, our communities is that there's two schools of thought, right? People are just trying to educate themselves. Either way, people are trying to educate themselves and really be prepared so they can potentially not just run away, but ha- take advantage of opportunities as well. Um, and create win-wins because there's going to be people who, you know, are going to have a harder time, right? Paying their mortgages and things of that sort. That It's going to happen. Yep. It is happening now. Yep. So then there's another like group of people, which I think, you know, MC, you and I are, are in circles with that have portfolios, right? They have, they have property. They've been in this business for a long time. Matt and I had property that, during the last, uh, you know, recession of 08. We lived through that. We weathered that just fine. This is different. This is a little different in that, in that aspect of just how it feels, but the aftermath will then probably feel probably similar to some of what we saw then. So I, what I'm hearing a lot of people saying too is then, you know, how do we just manage what we have right now, you know, get our finances in order, just get, get everything kind of like weather this storm. Um, and then how do you then position yourself to uh, be able to take advantage and, 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 and really get into opportunities and, you know, maybe get into asset classes that are even more recession proof than the one you have. Matt and I talked a lot about, we're very um, connected to multifamily. That's the main, what we do. And I said, yep. you know, maybe we should start diversifying more asset classes, maybe not like tons of different businesses, but certainly, you know, it might be interesting to start just, you know, just jumping into something new. I've always been wary of that because you kind of learn a lot about what you know and you want to go all in it, all in because that's what yep. we used to not do when we started. But this experience, Matt and I have really been talking about, okay, how do we, what, what can this teach us just from a, you know, financial, you know, kind of like freedom perspective of, okay, if this asset class, you know, what, what, I don't know, it's just, it, we've, we don't have an answer, but we've been talking about it because it's really, because we're all in on multifamily. Um, so, you know, that does, you scratch your head a little bit. I'm not saying I would get out of multifamily. I, I think yep. it, you're going to weather the storm just fine. And I, we will buy more multifamily. There's no question, but it does have me wondering might be helpful uh, and, and strategic to have some other, um, you know, streams of income. No, absolutely. And this is something that I've been, you know, and that's why it's great to have these conversations and, and share these conversations too, because we're trying to figure out a lot of stuff too. One of the things that I've been looking at, um, you know, Nassim Taleb, the guy that wrote the, the book, The Black Swan and Anti-Fragile okay. and so forth. He talked about in the book, Anti-Fragile, I believe there's three types of people, right? So there's the fragile, right? That breaks easily meaning, you know, in times of crises such as this, uh, in times of stress, breaks down pretty. And then there's the second type is more like robust folks, robust people. And then there's a third type that's anti-fragile, <laughs> which mm. is kind of like a word that he made up because he was trying to think of the complete opposite of fragile and he couldn't really find a 
a word to describe because robust doesn't necessarily describe right. that, right? Robust is like, yes, they're robust, they're durable, but what is anti-fragile? What's like mm-hmm. the third third thing? And when it comes to investing and investments and, and a strategy, it's like figuring out, okay, we know what's fragile, right? <laughs> That's why we're in the space that we're in. We're not yeah. in the Wall Street casino because you're very yeah. fragile and you have zero control. So we are in alternative asset classes, you guys being heavily in real estate. And then there's other asset classes too. And at a time like this, it's, it's been very interesting because I've been looking at everything, you know, just big picture of you, how it affects everything. And everything is sort of affected in one way or another. You know, there's very durable, guaranteed things. And then there's also things where there are variables, you know, like, for example, with real estate, since we're talking about that a little bit too, is rents, right? Rents yeah. affected by unemployment and so forth. So it's, it's, it's been an interesting exercise. And the reason why I'm sharing this too, for our listeners and viewers too, to think about it is with those three parameters, how, I mean, you're never going to get it perfect. Nobody is, but how can you make adjustments so that you become less fragile, which is why folks are joining your community and listening to all of our podcasts and and coming to our our niche, the alternative investments, but what even inside of it can position you to be more anti-fragile and have a more anti-fragile portfolio or overall strategy. Yeah. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And and we've seen we've seen a lot of um hey Dave. <laughs> um <laughs> we've seen a lot of different things too on our investor side of it because people have been asking questions just, you know, uh, even just simple stuff, right? Like how to negotiate with hey, the right. tenants. Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah. you know, incentives and just there's so many different things we're navigating. So there's a time to kind of manage what you're doing. Um, yeah. It's not like my husband and I are spending all our time like, let's just think about new opportunities right now. That's not where yeah. our, all of our, our conversations are. You know, we're yep. in like this, you're in this like interesting phase of like managing what you have, doing the best you can to kind of like, not just weather the storm, but to be able to position yourself so that, right, growth and the, the good things that will come uh, can, can kind of uh, be affected by it. But, you know, I, I, I remember my father used to always say, MC, like, observe the masses and do the opposite. And, yep. you know, Matt and I started a business when it wasn't convenient. We, you know, we've been through a lot in, in our 15 years of doing this, quite honestly. So we've yep. never really observed the masses in that way. Um, this is just another test, right? It's just testing you. Um, so turn off the news, listen to, you know, amazing people like you and all the people that are, you know, giving these great opportunities to start really thinking differently and doing things differently. Because, um, you know, we could be entering a great opportunity, all of us, you know, in, in terms of different, different strategies of, of investing and, and business, right? They say the best time to start a business is, in, you know, in, is in a recession. Um, same with on the investor side. We're actually um, trying to accelerate as fast as we can because we've been working on it, a membership for our, our women that are involved in our community. And it's yeah. going to be all about mentorship. And, and it's actually going to be a very hands-on um, membership where they're not just a member, they're actually in a mentorship kind of program. Um, we've been working on it for a while um, and we're just like, we got to get this up and running. This is what what women need, our, our community need and, you know, making it kind of cost effective for everyone. So it's in some ways making us work harder to get things out the door quicker that we know are going to serve people even now, both on, you know, our real estate side and our, you know, membership side. 
that's such a great point too that you just made about working hard and stuff that you know there's there's been projects that i've had lined up and i'm looking at it now too and like this can help a lot of people just yeah. sharing some of the information and getting this in in, in their hands so it you know it, it puts puts that you know responsibility i take responsibility because i'm like i I have a responsibility to the, my listeners, to folks out there, to, to put this out there. Um, so, mm -hmm. no, absolutely. And the other comment that you made too that was that that that, that made me think of nine eleven ish kind of because it's almost like that moment, right, where this is something completely different, where everything just halted. But to your point, it, you don't just flip a switch and the wheels spin and right. now you're running again. It's slowly but surely. You know, within our, you know, communities, things are going to change. How mm -hmm. we travel, how we interact just in Absolutely. our towns. Absolutely. Uh, how we go to, you know, what's airports going to look like, right? Yeah. That's going to, I mean, everything is about to, you know, if you can think of, maybe listeners can relate to this, just what the world looked like before 9-11 and after 9-11 yeah. when yeah. you took a flight, right? <laughs> it was completely Absolutely. different. You'll remember like before and after. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that there's and in a there's, good way, in a bad, and like in a positive way, and also in yeah. like a because you know you I think there's gonna be a lot of amazing things that are born out of this, right? Like you yeah. see this family unit, you see families walking around in our community. I'm like I've never seen teenagers and their parents walking together ever, and it's like all I see, right? Every day you're like, oh yeah, I know that family. But you're starting to get to know the families, like so. I think there's gonna be a very interesting dynamic from an economical perspective, from a family unit perspective. Like there's so many. Like, it's just, I'm in a state of just like curiosity, honestly, and just, you know, kind of being in a place of like gratitude. And um, when I get like very overwhelmed, like, as you know, everyone's like, I have all this free time. And I'm like, I don't have any free time right now. I, my time has gotten squeezed because I have little ones and my husband and I are literally yeah. just passing them back and forth so we can get some work done and keep our businesses running. Um, so for me, I'm like, when I get overwhelmed, I think all of us, like all the people listening and we get a little overwhelmed or a little bit in our heads, like, yeah, stop. And what can I be grateful for? I can go help somebody yep. else. Cause like, there's people that are worse off than you. Absolutely. And I'm like, I need to keep my attitude of gratitude and my attitude of giving when I feel a little yep. like in my head and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed and I have so much to do. And I just start to complain about you know, as they say, first, first level problems here with this situation, in my, in my opinion, you know, we'll weather the yep. storm, we'll be fine. There are people that aren't, and it's very dire. Um, and I need to keep that in mind and figure out how I can help them. Yep. And to your point, it's great to see people in our neighborhood too. People yeah. walking around. Yeah. Families, people saying hi. I don't think people knew that they can hi. walk outside. Right. MC. Like I honestly, we yeah. went, we went on a walk cause we're right by the towpath, like right by the water where, where you live yep. close to. And we we're on the water. I'm like, it, it's almost like some people don't, didn't know they can actually walk outside. Like it, it, it almost feels like they're like discovering this whole new, th like well, I always walk outside. I'm a, I'm a, yep. I like being out. It's just interesting, you know, which is a good thing. Right. Yep. So it's, beautiful beautiful walk there too in new hope the town that you guys live in for our listeners in bucks county Just so keep, keep asking yourself where's the opportunity where's the opportunity to grow within myself where's yep. the opportunity to grow within our family and where's the opportunity to grow within my my you know my financial well-being and my business um i think people are asking themselves so many questions right now because what we yep. thought we knew has been turned upside down right yep. um 
you know, so I think that I gotten very curious about my own self, just like looking in the mirror, you know, like where, where are the things that I need to work on? Cause it's like in your face, right? Whatever stuff you were working on is there's no question that this situation is like, it, it's in your face right now, whether you always were overwhelmed or you worried a lot or uh, whatever. I don't know, whatever stuff you work on, like look in the mirror, work on yourself and just, just be in action mode and um, have just give yourself some grace too. Cause I've been like, I can't get as much done. That's okay. We'll get it done. I got to give myself some grace, which is, I know a, a big one for all of us, especially women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of this too. And I love it how you and Matt just sw- swapped out. That's kind of what we do. I know. Our, I'm going to go relieve him again. This- <laughs> fun times, fun times. So, hey, you know, yep, um, but absolutely. thanks for having me on MC. I hope this was helpful. Dave, great to see you. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Have, have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Likewise, Liz. For our listeners and for our viewers, uh, Dave Walcott's been on the show too. Uh, he's become a great friend to me personally. We're both uh, both part of the strategic coach uh, group, which we both learn so much. And I look forward to those trips, not only because I get to go to a workshop once a quarter and learn and grow and learn strategies that and tactics and think about my thinking to take back and, and, and put back into my business. But I also get to s- spend some time with my buddy up there. So, uh, Dave, uh, the three questions that I have for folks is um, just asking them about what they're observing right now. What are they anticipating next? What are they seeing unfolding? And then also what you're doing in the next 30 days. So uh, let's jump into the, the observation part. And so good to see you again. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Likewise, MC. Appreciate it. And um, I guess first thing I want to say is just, uh, you know, uh, heartfelt um, support goes out to all those that are being affected by this across the globe, uh, especially the, the healthcare workers as well uh, that are on the front lines of this right now. I think they're, they're dealing with the brunt of this. Um, the first thing I'm seeing really happening out there is, is really, is really two things, which I find quite interesting. Uh, the first thing is you, you have one class of people, which is really all about consuming mainstream media, folks that are just consuming the mainstream media, and then they're going into fear and doubt and all of that sensationalism, right? That, that's, that's really holding people back, I think, during this time. Yeah. Uh, and then the other group of people that we see, which is amazing, is you know the team that I've built and the resources and network that I follow and you know information and communities such as this, right, that are providing amazing information, right, at a time of need. And looking at, at the glass half full, and where the opportunities really lie um, is, is really just a whole different perspective on this because the world is changing uh, for sure. But where are the opportunities for this? Yeah. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And, and the world, <laughs> it's changing every day, as we've mentioned uh, 
you know, in previous conversations and so forth too. What are some of the things that you're seeing? What are some of the big changes that you're preparing your, your business for? And then also preparing yourself and your family first, right? And then your business. Right. So I have a few key items that I wanted to uh, share with the audience and, and really make this uh, really impactful. Um, uh, about five or six key points here. The one would be is to focus on your mindset. You know, we've been on the show before, we've talked about mindset and how important that is. But now more than ever, having a positive mindset is great. And I know so many folks out there struggle with, hey, I don't have the time to meditate or to do a morning routine. But right now, you have the time. You're not commuting. You're not going into the office. So it's a critical time to start creating some new habits and everything. And you'll, you'll, you'll really find some immediate results in that. Um, in terms of having clarity uh, and, and, and removing anxiety right from your day. Uh, so that would be the first point that I think is really key. The second would be to listen and uh, listen to trusted and unbiased sources of, in, uh, of information, right? If you're, if you're consuming CNN during the day, you know, that's, that's going to be a problem, right? That's going to lead you to the wrong you know, the wrong set of outcomes. What you want to be doing is following thought leaders um, that, that, are, that are showing where the opportunities are, maybe how we can help other people uh, and things of those areas. The third thing, MC, I would say is for business owners. Um, the, the CARES Act is, it's so rapidly changing, uh, but I saw a phenomenal uh, town hall by Tom Wheelwright yesterday that completely broke down uh, the CARES Act. And if you're a business owner, I mean, you, you've got to be applying absolutely right now. Um, the, the payroll protection plan is going to be a grant. Um, that, that's an excellent benefit uh, to employers. There's some employee benefits as well. Um, but I would definitely stay on top of that. Even if you don't think you're affected or you don't apply, it's definitely worth looking into immediately. Um, and then on the investor front, you know, apologize, but there's a little bit of a delay and an echo, so uh, so bear with me here. Um, but the on the investor front, I, I still firmly believe in the holistic wealth strategy that we've been talking about. I must say that you know the the strategy of putting money into your infinite banking policy and then investing in tangible assets like real estate, um, I feel very confident in my future and my portfolio. Right. If you were heavily invested in the market, uh, if you could stomach that 30, 40 percent, you know, hit, it, it, it goes to show you it's completely speculation. We've been talking about this forever and now you see the real impact. Right now, I will say that uh, multifamily real estate, right, there may be some issues in the short term and the next quarter with people not paying rent because they've lost their jobs. But that asset, right, you're holding on to that asset for the next five to seven years. So it's, it's a very short-term hit. And the fact that we can tell investors that, you know, their assets value, it's, it's all about capital preservation, right? And they're not losing money at this point in time. And that's very valuable, especially with the infinite banking as well. Uh, I have my policies all overfunded and there's a floor on that. So you can never lose money. And by the way, I have liquidity because what's really going to emerge from all of this is, you know, having dry powder and where the opportunity striking, where the opportunities are, because 
you know, mark my words, but America and the world will be for sale uh, for the rest of the year, right? There's going to be some amazing opportunities, whether you're buying assets uh, or what you're buying, there's going to be some great advantages. Um, the other the other thing that other tactical item MC that I, I would point out that's um, a, a great way to maybe cover yourself and your family right now is, you know, if you haven't already looked at taking out a HELOC, right? What a great opportunity where the rates are, you know, at historic lows, pull out some of that untrapped equity um, and use that as a cushion for yourself during this uncertain times. And again, when some of these opportunities, um, you know, open up here in the next few months, uh, you'll be very well positioned, you know, to to strike on those. Um, and then the last one that I would point out uh, as part of the CARES Act, many people might not be familiar with, this is really interesting, but uh, as, as part of that act, uh, if you're heavily invested in 401k programs, you can actually pull out $100,000 in that pay no uh, early tax uh, payment, and um, you have three years to either, you can use it as a loan and pay it back within three years and pay no taxes, um, or you can take it out and not 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 pay it back um, and have that uh, just pay the taxes in three years. So again, another way to access some capital that the government's uh, allowing for us right now, um, and, and also as part of a asset repositioning strategy that we've talked about, uh, this could be another great way to, you know, uh, dilute yourself out of uh, some of the qualified plans. Those are really, really good tactical things, Dave. And this, and I, and this is what I love, you know, what I love about it is there's a lot of things here to just quickly to touch on. And, um, I know we're, we're, we're very much in sync on a lot of things and doing similar things, you know, because I, uh, let's touch on the overfunded life insurance policies first, right? So what I did was to pay back all policy loans, make sure all of my policies are funded right up to the max. Uh, keep very little cash in the banks because the blind spot, I think, is also the banking system, right? Um, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at too is, okay, there's a, there's big bailouts, right? A lot of bailouts going on, but as the ripple effect of un well, the ripple effect that the unemployment's going to cause, I guess it's kind of all interconnected, right? Companies cutting 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 overhead, which is Laying off, unfortunately, a lot of folks, but that effect throughout the economy get, makes its way into a very, very unstable banking system already with defaults and so forth. That there, there, I mean, there, there's some shaky foundations, I think, that banks are on, and we don't know really what's going on because they're not very transparent, right? So funding things up to the max with, with the overfunded ins uh, life insurance policies with mutual insurance companies would be one cash on hand would be another one tying into repos asset re assets repositioning. You made a really great point with a HELOC, lines of credit. Get, 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 if you have good credit, get lines of credit established and have it ready to go. They might, I mean, you never know with financial institutions, but they might cut down a little bit on some of those lines of credit, right? So get as many as you can on, on the lines of credit. I'm not saying utilize it, but just make sure it's there that in case if you need it, it's there. Uh, the qualified retirement plans, the 401k, as you mentioned, uh, through this, the SCARES Act, that if there's any money that you can get out of that, 
to hold as part of your dry powder, if you will, um, to, to position that. It's a perfect, perfect time to do that. Um, and then the other thing that I, that I would also just share there is just cash on hand. The other thing that I'm personally doing is cash on hand and um, in, you know, with me and then also just some food. <laughs> which which is going to become very very important um as this as this things uh, things unfolding but those are very very good practical tactical things to do right now because um many businesses are already experiencing a cash crunch as uh, as 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 you've alluded to and then um, if they're not already, they might down the line. Oh, the other one was the loan, right? The SBA loans to apply for that. That's another another source of liquidity. So there's a lot of different resources that you can position yourself and get in line uh, to give yourself the runway for this plane to eventually take off and have a lot of wind underneath your wings to fly when things start to turn around and when we as a, as a whole start rebuilding from this, right? Any comments? Yeah, no, absolutely. MC, uh, I'm completely with you there. Um, there's one word that I'd love to, to point out here. Um, it's, and it's called resourcefulness. Um, and it's interesting because I've got college age kids and we talk about this a lot, right? Is as parents, you know, are we, we paying for all these things for the kids and constantly paying for it. Right. And they just think, you know, Hey, the gas is paid for, the car is paid for, all these things, right? But until you can actually live in an environment where your resources are constrained, you, you don't have the creativity to really bake, break through, okay? So as painful as this is to all of us, right, um, look at the pace of innovation right now. It is absolutely staggering. I mean, I just saw yesterday the physical therapy clinic is now offering online uh, treatments, right? And who would have thought about that, right? Who would have thought about that a year ago? Never would have happened. Um, so until you're really confronted with such, such a big change, right, you won't actually be able to come up with these ideas or these create, creative ways to become resourceful. And you, begin, and you can become resourceful in a multitude of ways, right? It's, it's you know, your liquidity, your capital, what you have, how you position yourself. Um, I have a good friend who got furloughed for, for 90 days, is in the hospitality industry. Um, that's a great opportunity for her to not only spend more time with the family, uh, but also work on a side business she's been thinking about for a long time, right? So, so this, take this as an opportunity to be resourceful, to be creative, and think about where are you going to be when we come out of this thing? You know, are you going to move yourself ahead and grow from this learning, right? Or are you going to be a victim of it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is resourcefulness. I'm going to write that word down because I think that's one of the words that are going to go up on my wall, um, you know, along with, with a couple of them. Control being a big one in that, right? And one of the, the, the other words that are up there is controlling my environment, which are more than one word, but um, definitely something in this time that I'm looking at. But resourcefulness, you're definitely going to have to be. Uh, one other thing that you mentioned too, the, the opportunity to start working on things that you've always wanted to. What an opportunity we have. You know, we have an amazing opportunity to start 
uh, and working on things that we've always wanted to because now there's some freed up time, right? And I know folks are at home probably listening to this. They have children with them and so forth. Find time for yourself and find time to to work on these things that you've always wanted to because you can now, right? Uh, uh, being at home. And, you know, we've spoken a little bit earlier. Um, I mentioned I'd interviewed uh, Stephen Marley on my show uh, a, a previous guest that just explained about how the entire way that we work is about to change. And we didn't get into what, you know, obviously how it will and what the transition would be. But I almost think that the, what he was talking about um, is here. So um, I think that uh, I think, you know, that the way that we, the way that we work is, is, is going to change. So everybody's going to be contractors or plugging into other ecosystems and collaborating with folks. So there's a lot of new poss- endless possibilities for us moving forward in this new world that we, that we, that we have right now. Yeah, no, that, that's such a good point, MC. Really, um, r- really makes sense. And, you know, I'll kind of reiterate again from kind of like our, our wealth strategy and what we talk about, right? Every dollar you invest in yourself or every minute you invest in yourself, I expect a 10x return, okay? So if you're feeling a short-term, let's say this quarter, you, you know, your net worth is going down, your income is going down, right? But, but still look at the big picture. Think about if you can invest in yourself in the next 100 days and you can come out with a new business model, uh, new relationships, new opportunities, you've transformed yourself, uh, think about the power of, of where that can really take you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the, the whole thing about the strategy that we spoke about and that we teach about, and I know that you have, it's kind of funny how our frameworks align. You know, we always talk about the four pillars of cash creation, cash capture, cash flow creation, and cash control. And the pillars that we have are still in place uh, you know, investing in <laughs> investing in yourself and your relationships, um, and improving in your skill sets and adding new skill sets to be able to produce and create uh, for the marketplace, right? And serve the marketplace, and then positioning that capital efficiently, and then deploying it. You know, and right now, maybe you want to touch on the deployment of capital, and of course, a favorite. I'm not going to forget the fourth pillar. You know, to bring that into tax. Taxes, a tax strategy as part of the cash control, um, a asset protection strategy, and then also an overall uh, just uh, estate planning thing as well. So, as, and, and as part of the cash control. So, um, maybe you want to talk about just about the cash flow creation. I know that a lot of things have been on pause right now. What are you doing? What are you looking? Are you just looking at the different areas that you that you want to jump into eventually, and just seeing how this unfolds? Some comments. Yeah, no, it's a good point, MC. Probably a lot, a lot of topics right there to cover. But I, I would say, you know, um, it's it's all about being prudent right now. Um, you know, certainly there's no new opportunities that are that are happening in the market, real estate. I mean, people can't even meet with brokers and chase new deals. I don't think it's prudent to be investing right now. Uh, however, being positioned on the right asset classes at the right time this year, um, you know, just think about in 2008 crisis. Uh, and how many millionaires were created 
just just from that uh, financial crisis, right? And think about how many more are going to be created from now if you play yourself, you know, in the right way. So I think it's really key again to focus on some of those core things uh, again, such as education. Um, if you haven't put in an asset protection plan in place, you know, now could be a good time while you have some additional time to put in some things like that and learn more about some of these concepts like the infinite banking and alternative investment pieces that we've been talking about. Um, because there's never, there's never more of an important time to be learning and how you could really leverage this. So in the future, you know, you never end up here again if you were short in terms of control or vulnerability uh, at any level. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, this time, too, for, for folks, um, one of the conversations that we've had a lot with folks in our network, too, is what in a, what a, this, yes, the crisis is here. It's, gonna, it's going to be terrible. But besides making the best of it, this was a great wake-up call for folks, too, I think, that realized just um, what they didn't have in place. So one of the things that I would share is when you when you restructure things and rebuild and as I said reset recalibrate and reinvent yourself take this lesson as a gift that things that you need to have in place that you didn't have in place get them in place ASAP because I always said it's the non sexy stuff that makes all the difference in any part of life, right? It's the things that, that are not sexy, that are not great cocktail party conversation, that are things that you need in place first before the other things come. You know, some of the stuff that is sort of the, the iceberg under the water, and we, we always just see the top of it, the tip of the iceberg, right? So what's underneath the, what's underneath the water? Solid foundation. So... What is a solid foundation? A solid foundation consists out of having all of the protections in place. You know, we mentioned infinite banking, life insurance plays into that, disability insurance, uh, property and casualty insurance, uh, auto insurance, umbrella insurance policies, asset protection strategies, estate planning, you know, laws, testament, will. Uh, medical directives, power of attorneys, um, having all of that stuff in, in line and in place there because that protects, you know, number one, you, your n number one and greatest asset, which provides certainty, by the way, which I don't think anyone could put a price on really. Um, so to have that in place, then positioning your your capital basically as part of that foundation and uh, having an overall strategy for taxes to protect the capital that you have positioned, right? And then also have wealth insurance is another component of that with gold and silver, some, so just some exposure to that. I just look at it as part of an insurance policy for my, myself personally, not as a speculative investment or yeah, anything sexy in any way. It's just insurance. And now you start building the blocks. Those are just some foundational pieces. Maybe if you want to comment on that and add anything to that to have in place, which this 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 lesson or this 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 time provides this for folks to reflect on and, and have that in place the next time, you know, or just get that in place right now. 
Yeah, t- totally agree, MC. I think the, the asset protection, the time to build your infrastructure is now. And I've heard too many people being complacent over the past years. We, we've been talking about this, this cycle ending for, for years now. When is this bull run going to end? And everyone was still just very complacent. Well, you know, hey, the market's still going to just go up on average 7%. Even if it comes down, you know, I'll be protected. But look, I mean, unless you're 20 years old, right, um, you're going to feel this. And, and we're not really sure how long it's going to take for the market to bounce back, right? So yep. um, is time on your side or is time against you? So I think it's now it's more critical than ever to set up some of these plans. And, and like we talked about, having this comprehensive strategy, it, it's not only about achieving yield, but it's about protecting your downside. It's about having control. It's about having um, dry powder, right, when there's opportunities to strike um, and having a team on your side to help you through all this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, um, where can folks also, because you put out some great content and share stuff with your community, where can folks reach out to you as well to learn more about, you know, your community and what you're up to and where they can get in touch with you and, and get some information on, on, on uh, some of the projects that you're involved with. Sure, MC. Um, just our website is really the best place. I'm happy. You can schedule a call with me uh, at pantheoninvest.com. Uh, schedule a call, a free consultation. Happy to talk through some of this infrastructure and, and strategy that we're talking about. And we also have a free ebook that covers this wealth strategy, which is pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. Awesome. Well, fantastic, my friend. Thank you for being a part of this. I know we threw it sort of together. Uh, this week, it was an idea that I had after several conversations of uh, just people reaching out and saying, MC, what are you, what are you guys seeing? What do you see coming and what are you guys doing to prepare for this? So I appreciate you being part of this and always appreciate our, uh, the time that we spent together. Thanks. Likewise, MC, really applaud you for putting this together and providing that um, the, the right amount of information, right, for, for folks so that they can really take this as a big learning lesson and an opportunity, right, versus all the sensationalist stuff. So, so really appreciate that. Appreciate you and uh, all the listeners. So have a great day. All right. I think we've got uh, Mr. Dave Zook that's jumping on uh, over there. There he is. I think he's muted and he's getting ready. Look at that. <laughs> MC, MC, are we live? We are live. All we're right. Live. We're doing it live. We're doing All it right. live. All right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's something I was saying uh, earlier that it was uh, one of the, these things there that you're trying to put together and you're figuring out it as you go, right? We're getting in the car and now we're learning how to drive it. Let's figure out how to put a live stream together and stream and, you know, share some information and, and, and provide some value and help some people, right? You know, I love seeing uh, folks like yourself um, improvising and using tools that are available. Look, these tools were available for the last number of years. But when yep. you when you uh, I've found when you're forced into something. And, uh, you know, the guys who are successful, they'll learn how to improvise and, and uh, make do with what we got. So I've got a bunch of speaking engagements coming up that we're going to be live. 
but uh, yep. you know, some of them, most of them are going virtual now. So we're doing, we're, we're, we're making it happen with what we got. Right. Absolutely. One of the things that I was very impressed with, uh, you're a faculty member at the real estate guys and you're part of their syndication group. And by the way, just for our listeners too, that, that Dave Zook just joined us guest and friend of the show, uh, real estate investor, Uber entrepreneur, business owner, and a, and a, and a great friend. Um, check out all of his episodes, by the way, if you go to cashflowninja.com, just type in Dave Zook. He's been featured on the show a number of times. And every time Dave just brings a ton of value, uh, to all of us and all of our listeners. And I always learn every single time we, I have conversations with Dave back to the real estate faculty. They hosted the syndication summit or that they had, um, but that was supposed to be in person too, right, in Texas, and they had to change that whole thing up, but they were able to to put it together in a relatively short space of time and pull it off. It's, I mean, it's, it was pretty impressive to see. It was, it, it actually exceeded my expectations. I, I didn't know for sure what to expect. It was my first, I mean, obviously I'd done a bunch of Zoom calls and Zoom meetings before, but this was like another level. And yeah. so it, it exceeded my expectations. It, it, we even had a, a my first ever live or, or virtual cocktail party, which, uh, you know, it, it, you know <laughs> I, I went in thinking, oh, wait a minute, virtual cocktail party, how's this going to work? But it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't quite like being there in person, but still, you could you could talk to each other and see each other. And we all had a good time. It was great. Yeah, that's great. No, and and the improvisation that folks have in, in these times is uh, I, what I love about times like this is back in 2008 and 2009, 2010, think of all the companies. I mean, the sharing economy really, really came out of the lost crisis, right? The Ubers and the Airbnbs and, and so forth. So it really forces folks to get creative, try different things, think outside of the box or just take the box and throw the box away. <laughs> you know, it, no it's, box, right? It's going to be no different this time around. If you can adapt and adjust to the new normal, um, you know, you'll come out, you'll come out of it better, stronger uh, than you were before. And we're looking, you know, we're, you know, just lately we've been putting, you were, you were here at our manufacturing facility and, and yep. uh, you know, we're talking, my brothers and I are running that together and, and we're talking the last couple of days as we're as we're putting like new um, processes and new systems in place and new marketing strategy. We're like, oh my goodness, that's going to be huge. And and we're like, why weren't we doing this thing before? And my answer was, hey, it, it was too easy. We were lazy, yeah. you know. When they, you know, when when you're when you're in the thick of things and everything's going well and you're tripping over the money, you don't have to. So, you know, it's going to be no different this time. It was last time, 2008, 9, 10. We adjusted, we adapted, we got stronger and better. Those of us who are willing to, you know, dig in and, and get better, it's, uh, we're going to come out the other end just okay. Absolutely. Uh, some of the, the questions that I've gotten quite a bit, Dave, from folks over the past three weeks is some of the things that, 
what are we seeing? So what, what are you seeing currently? What are you anticipating? Obviously, the job numbers was just released. That's something that I have an eye on is looking at the, how this, this unfolds and how this will impact all of the other things. Um, and then some of the things that you guys are doing right now to position yourself, you know, your family and your business and all of your investments. As you know, I'm I'm involved in several different asset classes, and and you know yep. the first thing you do when when something like this happens, you gotta try to figure out okay, where's my where's my weakest link? Where's where's the area of concern? What could go you know what could happen? What could go wrong? There's you know we all know that um, and many of your listeners I'm sure have been invested in multifamily, and there's some of the things that are changing like right now, like we we uh, we're we're refinancing out of a HUD loan and uh, this property we bought almost two years ago and you know every every interest rate decline every time the 10-year treasury you know moved down a couple basis points our HUD loan became less and less attractive you know yeah some of some of as some of your listeners might know a HUD loan is great but it comes with a whole package of uh, uh, stuff attached to it let's just say it so, More strings attached than Pinocchio yeah. before he became a real boy. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> you know, so we're we're in the middle. Of, well, we started this process in December, and we were expecting it to be done about now. But um, you know, just last week, I got the call from the bank, uh, from my banker, saying, "Hey, you know, there's there's some new rules. Uh, you know, you're going to have to come up with 12 months worth of uh, P&I, principal and interest. You're going to kind of, you know, you're going to have to escrow 12 months of taxes, 12 months of insurance. Well, when you're talking $11 million deal, you know, you, you can be talking somewhere between 700 and a million dollars that you got to, you know, that you're going to extra that you weren't figuring on. Luckily for us, the, the property appraised really well. We were able to just, you know, up the, the, the number that we needed to, we were, adjust, we were able to adjust that number, but I guess where I'm going with this is syndicators, you know, halfway through the process, you get down closer to the closing table and you had one number in mind and you had one projection and you had conversation with investors. This is kind of, you know, that's kind of a, a game changer when, when you got to show up with an extra 500,000, a million dollars right at the closing table. So that's one of the changes that I'm seeing. Yeah. And, 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 and that stuff's changing, you know, stuff changing daily. So, we we don't exactly know where it's gonna. I'll, I'll be happy when this thing's in the bag and it's closed and and uh, you know it's a done deal. Yeah, even uh, um, I had a conversation with Matt Faircloth earlier too about even a lot of business owners that applied for this SBA loans. You know, before a certain date, the website just rebooted and kicked out all those apps, and now you had to reapply. And I mean, these are things that are happening daily right so i think that's an important lesson for all of our listeners too is there's no taking your eye off the ball here um, yes it's yeah, a day-to-day I, day thing yeah and and talking about the SB, sba loans and the uh, ppp loans uh, the um payroll protection whatever the third p is but so you know i was talking to, to the bank uh, to my bank uh, yesterday about you know about this and and you know he's he's anticipating some hiccups i mean obviously the, these banks are used to you know they're used to doing about 30 million dollars in sba loans and now they're you know now they're doing that you know it's coming down the pike they want to do like 10 times that in a short amount of time so i mean you can expect yeah. some hiccups like that so stuff changing and you know they they're supposed to have a call with the feds uh, i think tonight at four o'clock and 
you know, try to get some of this stuff ironed out. But we live in some interesting times for sure. <laughs> it's it's quite remarkable um, because initially, you know, initially when this when this started too, you know, I it was something that I needed to wrap my head around on that took me, took me a couple of hours that everything globally shut, basically shut down. And now it's sort of like it's simmered in and it's been interesting to see just where people are at. And we have one group of people that they realized they went straight to acceptance in the five stages of grief, right? They went straight to acceptance. They figured first was denial. It's like, what just happened? how <laughs> like what like who ever so, heard of such a thing right yeah like a global pandemic just shut down basically the world right for the majority of the world right a third of the world is in lockdown at the time of recording and most other countries that are not in lockdown is at least you know encouraging people to stay in inside their houses so you you try to and i family all over the place you know sister lives in australia with her husband my parents and my um, uh, is still in south africa my brother was in europe at the time and just seeing how everything kind of happened on a global scale i was like whoa this is kind of crazy so anyway then you go from that to all right this is what we've got a new world basically right now so what do we do how do we start rebuilding how do we start reinventing because it's essentially i mean the word reset was used in by a lot of folks right you know a lot of people that we follow and know they talk about the great reset the coming reset well i thought like what is a reset what is a reboot it's literally when you restart a computer or you shut down a computer and turn it back on which really basically happened to the global economy right it truly like <laughs> stopped and now there's still i mean folks that are doing business digitally and still working are still plugging along but for the majority of people it's there so for us it's resetting recalibrating and then reinventing and that's the, that group of people and i think the rest of the folks are still trying to figure out and hope that something's going to happen but the world the world has changed what are you some know, of your thoughts you know i you know, we'd all like to think that we're going to bounce back out of this and go back to the normal, just the way it was back uh, a year ago, half a year ago, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be quite that easy. And we're preparing ourselves. Uh, you know, hopefully that's the case, but we're we're preparing ourselves uh, in the event that it's not. Dave, so we I, we just got disconnected for a second. Again, all of my listeners, we're doing this in real time. So you know, like I said earlier, we got in the car, we're learning how to drive it, and we're having a lot of fun doing it, by the way, and figuring out a lot of things. Dave, you were just mentioning about the new normal and the way that you guys are doing business and marketing it. Um, if you just want to pick up, pick it up uh, back right there. Yeah, so we would like to think, or we're, we're hopeful that, you know, things will go back to w the way they were. Um, not totally convinced it's going to happen. I think we're in for a new normal. Um, so some of the things we're doing in our manufacturing business, then also some things we're doing on, on, in our investing company is we're, we're, we're in the process of learning how to communicate with our customers differently. And it's sort of what you're doing right here instead of, you know, instead of a live event, we're doing it virtually. So we're really honing in on, um, virtual tours. Uh, virtual tours of our building using you know, on the investment side, using Zoom to, uh, you know, give examples of, okay, here's how this works. 
Um, we're talking to our YouTube team um, almost on a daily basis right now, cranking out YouTube videos, in- informational stuff. You know, and, and some of this stuff we were working on, we were like, you know, why didn't we think about this before? This is going to be powerful. And uh, the answer is, hey, we, we didn't have to. It was it was too good for too long, and we got lazy. So I believe if you can be – Tom Hopkins told me many years ago, quite a few years ago, we had dinner together, and Tom Hopkins uh, told me, he said, look, it doesn't matter. You go through a 2008, 2009, 10, if you become better – and you study, and you learn, you practice, and you, 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 you remain in the top 20% of your field, you're going to be just fine. So I think it's, it's up to us to really become better, to study, to learn, to, to figure out, okay, what is this new normal, and then play it. If we do that, we, and we remain in the top 20% of our field, we're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's now like you said, it, it it's one of those things where in the cycle, you know, and I see it and I saw it in our business too, like you really, really, really grind it out. And then all of a sudden the, the cycle starts to, you know, obviously swing up a little bit. It starts to get good. The tide's coming in as Warren Buffett talks about, and everybody's swimming and throwing their floaties in the water and lying on their floaties and you know all the boats the 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 rising tide raises all of the boats and then all of a sudden that tide's uh, tide goes back out so you're really um this is one of the things that i would share with our listeners too this is the reality this is this is the let's keep it real (laughs) the keeping it real is you're gonna have to grind you're going to have to work really, really hard to get through it. It's not easy. You know, Dave, you went through the lost one. You know, I went, you know, there's a lot of folks listening that went through the lost one. You're going to have to put in a lot of, lot of work to get through this. Um, and uh, you're going to get, you're going to have to create, uh, get creative. There's just no way around it. The easy, t- the good time, the good times are not, and the easy times are over. It's now, it's now back to the, back to the grindstone and really back to, uh, back to the trenches, right? I agree. I think if you invest the time, energy, and, and money into learning what what it's going to be take and what it's going to take to be successful, learning uh, about customer uh, habits, you know, they're going to have some. They're going to be forming some new habits over the next months. If you learn how to adapt and change, you're going to be fine. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you're looking at too in the economy, big picture wise? There's a lot of moving pieces, and I know these things change daily, as we mentioned. But what are some of the things that you're looking at um, in the economy? Probably most important for me is, you know, like I said earlier, is you know checking across my portfolio and, and figuring out okay where is a point of weakness you know we're having calls uh, this afternoon about our ATM portfolio you know they you know that portfolio has been operating you know transaction volume's been up over the last few months when people were scared when there's uncertainty people head for cash uh, and the other thing many of our of our ATM locations are in essential businesses they're not in restaurants and bars they're in you know, high foot traffic delis, they're, they're in Walgreens, they're in uh, McDonald's, you know, those kinds of locations that have been open. Well, guess where people are going, you know, when they can't go to, you know, everywhere else, they're going to those essential uh, businesses and locations. So 
you know, we're looking at across our portfolio and we're looking, okay, where are we weak? And then figuring out, you know, how do we protect ourselves? How do we, how do we get out of this and when, what do we put in place? What, what, you know, how do we change? You know, there's, there's ways that we're looking at, you know, even, you know, we know that these tenants of ours are going to be getting uh, stimulus checks. How do we get in front of the big, uh, the big screen TV? You know, we want to get in the way of that. We want to be first in line to collect uh, rents from these, from these people when they get the money. So, you know, just putting strategies in place, uh, coming on platforms like this to see what other people are doing. Just make sure you're educated and, and ready for it because it's, uh, we're going to be facing some new realities in the next couple months. Yeah. It's so true what you just, uh, what you just said too about, you know, the learning and, 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 and basically getting new information and adapting and changing and technologies. I think this is the other thing that I think is going to explode. I th- and, and maybe your comments on it too. You mentioned the technologies. Uh, I think there's going to be so much opportunity to be early adapters of new types of technologies because, the world of how, you know, uh, if I just concept, can think conceptually and try to look at the, the, the forest and separate it from the trees a little bit, I think that, you know, the way that we interact changing, people are working at home, maybe there's a lot of companies that are now saying, this isn't so bad, you know, people are actually getting, still getting stuff done. So how do now new entrepreneurs are coming in while well, the majority of the workforce are working at home, what else can we provide them and what else would be valuable for them? So do you bring, incorporate these technologies that will become available in your business? It's going to be essential for competitive to, to have a competitive position and also to grow your business. You know, I, I think this, uh, this may be a blessing in disguise having this sort of disruption and forcing us to do this. And because, because, you know, honestly, I think we were going there anyway. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, you look at the next generation, you look at the, you know, 10 years from now, we would have migrated this way anyway. This yeah. forced us to do a little sooner. So, you know, being able to adapt and adjust and embrace that, uh, you know, the new, the new technology and the new normal, um, it was coming. We had to do it anyway. So this will bring it on a little quicker. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's talk about, um, you know, uh, big picture, and I want you know one of the, the 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 things that I love to share, you know, with with listeners and, and viewers about Dave is, you know, the creature from Jekyll Island is a book that played a massive had a massive impact in my 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 journey, and one of my favorite things was Dave interviewing G. Edward Griffin on Jekyll Island at the place where the Federal Reserve was basically created. It's just phenomenal. So if you haven't read that book, it teaches you all about money, the monetary system, the banking system, all those things. Tying that in, Dave, and looking at the printing and the bailouts, let's just stay on sound money for a little bit here because I know that Precious metals has been a conversation for some folks as a as a just a, a hedge, right? Sort of a wealth insurance, not something that it's something that you buy and hold as part of your overall portfolio. What are some of your thoughts on some of these bailouts and some of the money printing and some of the things that you're seeing structurally, you know, when you look at money, the banking system and the global monetary system? So I've been I've actually been referencing that book quite often in the last in the last month or two and and you know if 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 you go back and read that book you'd almost be asking yourself like wait how did he know 
because a lot of things that are, that are in that book are coming to life like now it came you know they 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 became very obvious in 2008 they're very obvious right now and you can kind of when when you when when you go down that path you can kind of get a clear picture of what's really going on is there a virus sure is there a problem with the virus of course but there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes and when you read the book and and you kind of see how the monetary policy, how the feds, how all that stuff ties together, it becomes alive. Yeah. One of the, the to, to, to paraphrase that and to quote that book, is bailout is the name of the game. And when, and when did he write that? I mean, it was like the whole, the, this entire infrastructure is designed for bailouts to happen. And I'm sure when he, when he wrote that book before the massive bailouts that followed after that, most people were probably like, Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> right. Like at the time when it first came out. And then, as you said, it's basically like, this is what's going to happen. The book, when it was written, went in the nineties, early nineties. And now we're, you know, 20, 30 years later on, it's like basically reading it again and, and basically reading history as it was written before it even happened. I've had the uh, opportunity to have dinner with J. Edward Griffin a few times. And as you mentioned, I've interviewed him and spent time with him uh, on Jekyll Island, which was special. But no, I mean, that, that book, uh, that book, and I would say that book and Rich Dad, Poor Dad have most have been uh, two of the ones that have been certainly in the top five of the ways that shape the way I think about the economy, about the Fed, about monetary policy, about what really is going on behind the scenes. So certainly yeah. it's, uh, it's a 600-page book, but it'll change the way you think about a, uh, about a lot of things. So get prepared and strap yourself in because you're in for a ride, but uh, I would highly recommend you read it. <laughs> absolutely which then ties into precious metals a little bit and the role that they can play as part of your overall port portfolio uh cash on hand that's been the other interesting thing which has been great for atms right especially the institutional atms at bank because i think that there's been a lot of lot of folks taking money out of atms recently and and people continue to do so every day i've got folks in our network and friends and so forth that work work in banks that have actually shared that you know they're just shocked at how many people are coming into the banks and actually taking money out of it soon after i guess it was like two weeks ago when this thing two or three weeks ago when this thing really started heating up there was articles uh you know from new york some of the major banks in new york city where they were having you know they were having to restock and uh, you know they were going through major shortages of cash people were People, people were taking cash out. And, and, you know, when you look at the future uh, of the ATM business, okay, so we're, we're going to have another $2 trillion. And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, a lot of that currency won't hit the street, but there's going to be a lot more cash currency in the system. You know, and, that, and, and when you look at the um, demographic of folks who use the ATMs primarily, lower income folks that's that's the fastest growing demographic in the country so you tie those two together um yep. i'm i'm extremely grateful that uh that i have a lot of exposure to atms in my portfolio right now yeah yeah absolutely some thoughts on oil and gas in the energy sector because that's been in the news with oil obviously but you know 
going down quite a bit. What are some of the things that you're seeing in the energy sector and what are some of the conversations that folks are having there? So I, I've been an oil and gas investor since 2011. So I was part of the ride from, you know, $65 oil up to 110 and then back to, to uh, 30. And, you know, when it, when it, when it rebounded, went back to 55, $60 a barrel. I, you know, if you, if you had asked me if I, if we nineteen $20 oil again, I said, no, you're crazy. That'll never happen. But uh, it just did. And so, you know, we had, you asked what people were saying about it. I actually had uh, quite a few calls uh, just recently, like in the last two weeks when we had the big slide. We're invested in oil down in, in um, taxes, as you know. And, yep. uh, you know, but it's a different kind of oil. It's a pharmaceutical grade oil. And we, we get it from process and we get this oil and liquid from coal. And so people were calling me saying, hey, um, are we going to be okay? Like, you know, this, this, uh, did you see what's going on in the oil market? And I just, I said, yeah, we're, we're okay. We got fixed price contracts with one of the biggest companies in the world. And besides that, this is a pharmaceutical grade oil and it's trading for seven or eight acts what uh, conventional oil is trading for. So as you can imagine with, uh, you know, with the vaccines, with the, with the uh, pharmaceutical products that they're going to be pushing out here in the next, uh, in the next years, uh, that product has, has hit a new all time high in demand. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's uh, to your, to the point, you know, of opportunities and how things are affecting it. So not everything is burning down what we have spoken about earlier is you know you to quote my friend dave zook you can be conventional or you can be wealthy pick one <laughs> right and we're a you lot can't of have both. can't have them both so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to look at uh, different ways to do things and different uh different strategies and a lot of what we've shared has obviously been alternative ones and where it's going to be a terrible, terrible time for the majority of folks that follow conventional advice, there's a different path where there are assets that are positioned to thrive in in new environments or environments that I believe that we're entering into. You know, ATMs, you mentioned this pharmaceutical grade oil that's in there. Mobile home parks also falls into the category. There's a number of different asset classes where investors have prepared for an eventual scenario and a recession, you know, which we now are obviously in the, in the thick of it. Um, it'll be announced. Don't worry. It'll be announced in the media, you know, six months later <laughs> that we were in one, but we're here. So there are certain asset classes that's positioned for it. There's certain strategies, but it is non-conventional. You're right. And, and, you know, anytime there's disruption, anytime there's, uh, this type of thing going on in the marketplace, there's going to be winners and losers. I got a friend who has 800 and one of my best friends, he has 800 employees, employees, 800 employees. And, and he's got a, on one hand, one of the largest restaurants in the country. And he also has a grocery store. Well, the restaurant is closed down except for, you know, some takeouts which is a fraction of his business. Um, yeah. The grocery store is up 25, 30, 35%. So, you know, maybe, you know, we'd all seen this coming. We had a stockpiled toilet paper and, and, and all, all turned into, you know, toilet paper sales reps. But, uh, you know, 
there's there's winners and losers in in uh, you know in every cycle like this, and you just got to make sure. I mean, for me personally, I'm glad I'm diversified right now. I'm glad I'm yep. not 100 percent apartments. And uh, so just uh, make sure you, you uh, for your listeners, make sure that uh, you get some diversification going on in your portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, I appreciate you, buddy. Can you share where folks can reach out to you, follow you and uh, get on your email list and to, uh, just also, um, yeah, yeah, be, be able to stay in touch of all the many different projects that you're involved with? Sure. You can go to therealassetinvestor.com. That's our website. And if you send an email for any one of our reports, we've got several reports. One's on shale oil, the pharmaceutical grade oil. One's on ATMs. And we, we're also big players in the self-storage space. If you uh, want to get a free report, any one or all three of those, just send an email to info at therealassetinvestor.com and I'll make sure that you get them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this and always great to, great to chat. And uh, thank you for sharing your views and sh your ideas on, on what's going on. My pleasure, MC. It was fun. Thank you. As always. Thanks, buddy. There hey, he is. MC. How are you? Good in yourself. Great. You having a thank good day? You. Yeah, absolutely. Having a lot of fun having a lot of great conversations. You know, we, we kind of threw this thing together, as you know, <laughs> this week. And, you know, we're getting in the car and learning how to drive it, right? And it's been actually a lot of fun. We've had some technical difficulties and, you know, it's little things that we got to work out, but um, it's, it's, been, it's been a blast. I appreciate you coming awesome. on and being a part of it. Man, I appreciate you doing this. This is exactly what we need to be doing. So I'm sure your listeners are very appreciative and I'm uh, honored to be on here. Absolutely. Uh, now, Paul is, uh, Paul is in, in many different places. He's very, very, very knowledgeable about multifamily investing. He's done some mobile home park investments. There's a, a very wide array of things that you're involved in and assets that have positioned, you know, it's funny, we were just actually talking about an asset class that's, that's poised to thrive in a recession and a downturn like the mobile home parks, which I know that you're, you're, you and your company has been operating in. So um, I've also interviewed Paul on the Cashflow Ninja more than once. So go in and type in Paul Moore at CashflowNinja.com. Highly recommend you listen to his episodes too, because a lot of the things that Paul shared was uh, fundamentals and also talking about certain asset classes, for example, the mobile home parks, which he took a deep dive into. Paul, um, one of the things that we have spoken about is the three questions that I get. The, the most frequent questions I've gotten has been, what, what are we seeing? What's happening? What, what are we observing? What are we anticipating next? And what are we doing? What's sort of our plan for the next 30 days? So uh, if you want to jump in in that framework and maybe just share with our listeners and our viewers, what are some of your observations of what you're seeing, um, what you're navigating, and also what you're seeing unfolding and coming down the, down the road? Absolutely. So who could have guessed that we would be here even, you know, six weeks ago, five weeks ago, the stock market was about to hit 30,000, the Dow Jones at least. And, uh, you know, we were almost, some of us might've been laughing at the people who were talking about sheltering in place. But I, I learned last night that a lot of billionaires have been sheltering since January. 
So maybe they knew something we didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at any rate, one of the things I love um, about real estate in particular, MC, is that real estate reacts really slow. I mean, what happens in minutes or hours on the stock market? I mean, if you take a vacation day and you're, you know, Forex trading, you can lose 30, 40% of your money if you don't, you know, if you don't have the right stops in place and all that. Uh, and a lot of stock market traders, you know, lost a whole lot, uh, including a friend of mine who unfortunately made a few bad choices when this all came down and lost a huge percentage of his portfolio. Real estate, I, I feel very blessed about real estate because it's such an inefficient market, and I say that in a good way, that it responds much more slowly, which means we have time to plan. We have time to get our ducks in a row. We really don't know what's going to happen. But if you look at the 2008 recession, the 2001 or so recession, other recessions in the past, we can pretty much guess, I would say at a minimum, how bad this is going to be. And I'll tell you that one of the, the inefficiencies in real estate, in addition to the fact that there are mom and pop sellers, there are all kinds of you know people who they're going to have forgiveness from the bank. They're going to be able to drag this out three, six, nine months before they potentially lose their properties. Banks might take another few months to process those and they might come back on the market a year from now. And so I'm, I'm thinking that regardless what happens, people should be getting their ducks in a row. They should be getting their teams organized. They should be taking a deep dive into whatever asset class they choose, whether it's self-storage like Dave Zook just talked about, mobile home parks, multifamily, um, senior living. Uh, there's a lot of uh, areas. I mean, if you want to take a little more risk, maybe hotels, unbranded hotels in particular. Uh, I think there's going to be an incredible opportunity with that. Another uh, inefficiency in the market is the geographic diversity. Think about it. If you want to buy gold right now, if you want to buy crude oil right now, wherever you are in the world, you're going to pay the exact same amount. But it's very different with mom and pop sellers of self-storage or mobile home parks or you know small apartments. It's very different because you can get a deal. You can get something 30 40% below its value just because and again, we don't wish any misfortune on anybody. Nobody's saying that, but just because somebody has an asset they, they had to get rid of or they wanted to get rid of. I know a guy in Tampa who bought stuff for pennies, and I mean literally pennies on the dollar in Florida in the last downturn in 2009. He got one for four cents on the dollar. That was a house. Now, that's not normal, but 25 cents on the dollar might be if you know the right people. And that's another inefficiency is a geography. You know, Las Vegas, uh, Florida, uh, California, Arizona, Nevada, Northwest, North Dakota, some of those swing wildly. They could triple, easily triple in good times and then drop to a third of their previous value in bad times. So the question is, are you positioned? Are you knowledgeable? Do you have the team? Do you have the debt and the equity available that you're going to need. You don't need it today, but are you assembling that today to be ready for six to 12 to 24 months from now? That is, that is very powerful stuff there because we, we have spoken a little bit too about the power of communities 
And a team ties in rightly into that where you could, you know, because we get folks listening to this and saying, I'm too late. I'm too, they're freaking out. You know, what do I do now? I said, just calm down. You don't need to recate and rebuild a community. You can plug into one. There's plenty of great Absolutely. communities. You, uh, do you start a team from scratch? There are you can build a team utilizing communities and finding top quality players as part of your team, and it's going to reduce the, the, the time frame that you do it in by, by a lot of time. So in six to months to uh, 12 months to 18 months, you're going to be able to have that team in place and they have the other ducks in a row. One of the other things we had also touched on in conversations today was to be resourceful, to have all of the things in place, whether it's overfunded life insurance contracts, cash, having access to qualified retirement plans, self-directing funds, uh, SBA loans, lines of credits, HELOCs. I mean, we could go on and on about all the many different areas that folks can you know, position themselves, get that sorted and ready. And then with this team, now you've got some capital behind, you've got some resources and you've got a team to, to help you to, to pick up some of the deals that you're talking about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some great strategies out there we could talk about, you know, if we have time, but things that people could be educating themselves and building their team on now to get ready to execute on those strategies later. Yeah, let's talk about one or two of those strategies, if you don't mind. Um, on so, if you don't mind sharing that of 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 what folks can look at and utilize, and maybe they can take a deep dive on them. You know, uh, after listening to us. Okay, great. Let's talk about one. So let's talk about lease option sandwiches. Okay, so lease option sandwiches on my show on Bigger Pockets live on Fridays. Uh, people come to me and they ask, you know, okay, I haven't got much money. I haven't got any experience. How do I jump in? What's a quick entry point? Well, lease option sandwiches is, and it's going to be especially powerful if things go down the way we think there will. So first of all, there's going to be foreclosures happening. That means houses are going to be advertised three to three and a half weeks before they hit the courthouse steps. They'll be in the newspaper. You can approach those owners with a proposition and that proposition is, okay, you're three months behind on your mortgage payment, that's 1200 a month, I'm just making this up of course. So you're $3,600 behind plus legal fees, publication, et cetera, you owe $4,500, you've gotta pay just to get right with the mortgage company, right? That's right. Would you like to save your credit? Oh, it's too late for that. Well, maybe it's not. What if I could potentially help rescue your credit. Would you be interested in finding out how? Sure. So, and again, it's not going to go this way with a lot of people. You won't be able to even find some people who have already escaped to their, you know, in-laws in Florida or whatever. But if you can find them and have a face-to-face conversation like this, what you can do is say, look, I can't promise I can help you, but in the three weeks before this goes to the courthouse steps, I'll try. Now, at the same time, there are houses becoming available. There are also people to fill those houses because people whose credit got destroyed just recently because they lost another house or they lost their job or they had a workers' comp thing that, you know, that took eight months to pay out, but now they have 20000 in their account from the settlement. They have some cash and terrible credit. They would like to move into a house, not back into a mobile home or an apartment. 
and they might lease to own that house and you can offer them a solution. So you're offering a solution to two people at least and the bank who would really not like to get this house back. So you advertise on Craigslist and say, okay, $8,000 down will buy you this, let's say $200,000 house and uh, you can do it on a rent to own. Uh, and then you interview these people, you get them in, they give you 8,000. You now pay the $4,500 to catch the guy up. The guy moves out. You do a rent to own contract with them. You continue to pay their mortgage directly. You don't pay them. You pay the mortgage directly through a cashier's check or money order, whatever. The bank's happy. The person moving on is happy, or at least happier, and the person moving in gets to buy the house. You set the price of the house at a premium for the future inflation. So in other words, if it's a $200,000 house, you say, well, it looks like MC, you're going to be able to close in three years. It's going to be worth two fifteen dollars by then. We're going to add 5000 a year, and that's a minimum, really. And then when you close, you just pay off the mortgage when they close, I should say. Let's say that's one forty. dollars and you keep the 75,000 delta or whatever the number is between what they paid and what you paid off and you get a couple hundred dollars a month along the way if they fail which they often do you put another person in and start over and if everybody fails and you want to give up you just walk away and that is in the contract with the original seller that you have the right to walk away and you may at any time You'll do everything you can not to, of course. And so by that time, who knows? It might be five years down the road. Let's say the economy continues to tank, which I highly doubt. Uh, if you want to give them the house back, they may be happy to move back in. They may be back on their feet and move back in the house and continue to pay their mortgage. So this is literally a win-win for everybody. We've done this a number of times, especially after 2008. It works really well. That's great. Great strategy. Um, and I like the, the one-one aspect to it too. What are some of the other strategies that you can share which folks would, could, could sure. utilize in this changing environment? Yeah. So another one is very similar to that. It's wholesaling a lease option. That means you get it under contract and let's say you can lease option the house for, you know, I don't know, whatever the amount is. Uh, and you set it, set that up with the seller. And again, you say, I can't promise I can execute. And then you turn around and find somebody, let's say, again, it's $4,500 to pay it off. Let's say you can find someone to pay you $8,500. You, they pay you the $8,500. $4,500 goes to catch up the mortgage. They move in and you're, you're done. You just walk away with that $4,000 in that case or $5,000 profit. Well, if you can do two of those a month, on the side, that's $10,000 potentially you could make on the side. Now, my friend Joe McCall from St. Louis has a whole book on this. I think it's called Wholesaling Lease Options. I think you've had him yep. on the show before. Yep. And uh, Joe's got some great information. You can actually get his PDF book on doing this. So that's a second strategy. A third obvious strategy is, especially if you're in places like Florida, Nevada, Arizona, California, where prices swing wildly, you might be able to negotiate a deal with the bank. Maybe it's a short sale with a seller or maybe an REO, real estate owned property with a bank. So get to know your local bankers, especially in the smaller regional banks and credit unions. Take them to lunch now. Tell them you'll be ready to make a deal when the time's right. You might be able to get that bank to give you a low interest 
low money down loan or maybe no money loan down loan. Maybe you can find a condo in Florida that, you know, had been selling for half a million. Maybe you can get it for 150 in the middle of the crisis. And by the time the crisis is recovering, again, another inefficiency of real estate is by the time those hit the bank, it may, the economy might be generally have recovered like it did in 2011, 12, 13. And you may actually find a renter who can pay you 2000 a month and your payment to the bank might be 1000 a month and you can rent to own it to them or turn around and just, you know, hold it as a rental and use it a few months a year yourself if you use it as a vacation rental. So lots of great opportunities coming. Again, we don't wish uh, anything bad to happen to anybody, but it's going to happen and there's just no way to avoid it. Yeah, and there's already a lot of great stuff here to unpack. So the first thing I just wanted to hit on just to just to kind of uh, summarize some of the things we've already covered because I don't want this to uh, some of our listeners and some of our viewers to miss this. The first thing is the time horizon of a real estate move slowly, which if, you know, one of the things that I jotted down here was there was um, some research done uh, by an individual that spoke at an event that I was at, a mastermind. And he was saying that the optimal time, you, know, you could never time the markets, but essentially if you look at, the loss crisis around 2012, end of 11, 12 was the was basically the optimal time to start buying it. Right, that that just shows you already there was a big spread there from when the crisis started to when it eventually like slowly settled down and started to swing up again. And there's many things as you mentioned that you can do already uh, right now, but you don't have to rush into anything as you as you're saying. Right, um, resources. Having the resources ready, we mentioned that. Building your team now because you've got time. You have time to do that. One of the t uh, tactics that you mentioned and one of the strategies is getting to know your bankers, uh, speaking to a lot of different bankers on them, and the education. You know, that's the other thing is picking a niche right now and learning everything you can and mastering that specific niche because, because you definitely – you have time on that. Paul, a couple of things. Um, in the next 30 days, what, does, what, would, be, what would be some things that you would, would advise the, uh, folks to? I know we've mentioned this. What, what would be some other things that you would add for folks and what, what you guys are, are, are doing in the next 30 days? What, what, what would you say? Well, we are preparing to raise a lot more money to either invest in mobile home parks or self-storage, or, I mean, I wrote a book in 2016 on apartment investing, and I haven't been in recommending or investing in apartments for years because they've been overheated. Well, you know, we all know that uh, the most famous multifamily syndicator out there has seems, not sure yet, but seems to be taking some really severe blows. And I don't wish anything but good for the man, but I think he laid off like 80 of his 180 employees, I think I heard last week. And so that tells me that there's going to be some multifamily hitting the market at a deep discount. Um, that doesn't usually happen in a recession, but I think this one's a little different because people really overpaid in the last, you know, five, six, seven years for multifamily. So I would be preparing your team. I would be assembling, you know, I think there are seven ways 
to build a team. And I don't know if we have time to go over those, but we could real quickly if you want. I think there are seven different ways to build a team to get into commercial real estate. My new book on self-storage investing is not out yet, but a third of the book is devoted to that. What are some of the seven ways, just uh, briefly, if you want to just touch on it quickly? Sure. I should say these are seven paths to get into commercial real estate or large-scale real estate. It doesn't have to be commercial, but uh, path number one is build slowly. Start with a duplex, fix it up, rent it out, sell it. And, you know, there's the burst strategy, but this is a little different. You would actually sell it and then move up to a fourplex, do the same thing, sell it, move up to an eightplex, etc. A second way is attaching yourself to a team. Uh, there are dozens of people out there buying mobile home parks, self-storage, multifamily. Go in as a deal finder. Attach yourself to a team. Be a deal finder. And uh, that would be an opportunity for you to just plug into a group that's already got the debt, got the equity, got everything lined up, the operations team, etc. A third way to get in, and this is really quite dangerous, so be careful, but uh, to get in as a money raiser. Now, you don't want to go in and raise money as an unlicensed uh, person unless it's really, truly your deal. So if you're the deal, if, you're, if you can partner with somebody, let's say a great operator, and you've got connections to money, then great. That could be a great team, but you've got to be a legitimate partner. You can't raise money for commission otherwise. The SEC will not like you, and you will be very unhappy, uh, and your investors will be in the end too. Um, quickly, some other ways are to find a coach or a mentor. Uh, another way is to get a W-2 job as a uh, property uh, broker or as a lender or as a property manager that gets yourself into the business and that, that gets you connections you wouldn't have got otherwise. Uh, and then another way is to be a passive investor. You can be a, a passive passive, which means you're basically finding somebody you love and just sending them money, someone like Dave Zook or others who are taking investments from people passively. Uh, we do that as well. Uh, or you can be a professional passive investor. We have some of those. That's somebody who goes out, they do the due diligence, they get deeply, deeply involved in every deal before they invest. Someone like Ian Ippolito. And he's a pretty well-known guy who does that. He's got the real estate crowdfunding review website, and he really takes a deep dive into every deal. So those are some ways you can get in starting today. Yeah, those are great and powerful because there's just so many. That's and that's what I love about you know my show and speaking to people like yourself because there's just so many ways to do it there's no this is the way you got to do it it's like no you just named seven different ways of how you could do this and how you could start and and, and grow and, and get involved with this um one of the things that you mentioned too is the landscape is going to change quick because let's just for instance take the multi-family that there was a lot of people over overpaying for that so to uh, take a look at specific because every niche again in Maybe you want to comment on that too. Every niche is different, and within every niche, almost there's a different cycle and market cycle in a in a, in a niche. If I just think of the mobile home parks, which you have been positioned your, yourself in and really become a master in, um, maybe some comments and thoughts just on the specific niches, um, some of the ones that you see thriving, and and so forth. 
Yeah. You know, I watched a CrowdStreet webinar two weeks ago today, MC, and the first 44 minutes were depressing. I wanted to go eat a chocolate sundae or do something. It was so painful. They were just going through one asset class after another. They were quoting the Marriott CEO. I don't know if you've heard of that famous five-minute talk he did to his employees. It was so painful saying this is by far the worst thing we've ever faced in 92 years as a company. It's worse than 9-11 and 2009 combined and et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, it was very depressing. But uh, 44 minutes into it, he said, before we go to Q&A, let's talk about two bright spots. And he said, there are two bright spots right now in all commercial real estate. And I didn't know what he was going to say. I thought he might say data centers. And actually, one of the people did throw that in as another bright spot. So that was a third, I guess you could say. I thought he might say medical. But what he said actually was um, actually um, mobile home parks and self-storage. And I was real happy to hear that because our company actually invests in those exact asset classes. And he went into a little bit of detail and he also called mobile home parks the darling of all commercial real estate right now. And one reason for that is there's, they're not making any more of them. They're shrinking in supply a little bit, not much, every year, but they're increasing in demand. And they increase in demand in times like this as people want to look for the lowest possible cost uh, place to live in a shrinking economy. And people are finding that it, mobile home parks aren't necessarily what we pictured. There's a lot of people, including a friend of mine whose father is a doctor, who chooses to live in a mobile home park so he can buy nice cars and boats and things. And uh, it's not as bad as we thought. So we really love that asset class. Self-storage, some of our self-storage facilities are having record move-ins since the crisis. Now, why would that be? Well, some of them are near colleges. And these college students are moving out of their apartments and dorms or going back to their parents for three to six to who knows how long months. And they yep. need a place to store their stuff. And for a relatively small amount of money, 90 to $110 typically, they can store their stuff and they can have it in a safe, secure place. And they don't even have to talk to anybody. They can register online. The, the lock can be picked up remotely and they can, be, they can put the lock on the door and they can move in without ever meeting anybody in person. So these facilities are staying open. And uh, so we think these are two good places to invest. We think data centers is going to be obviously a great place to invest as things continue to unfold here. And then I don't know anything about investing in healthcare, but it seems like it's a pretty good spot right now to be investing. Obviously, places like Amazon and other home delivery services are thriving as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, to your point with the the cell storage, what a... (laughs) <laughs> what a lot of people moving back home right now for indefinitely. They don't know when, 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 when that's going to come out there. So there's a lot of, lot of good stuff here um, and a lot of things to chew on for our listeners and viewers, you know, what to do, the paths to take, asset clauses, the different niches to get involved. We've really unpacked quite a bit. So really appreciate it, Paul. Um, where can listeners and viewers learn more about you? Where can they follow you? And where can they stay informed of all the projects that you're involved in? And also learn more about um, the fun that you have. Yeah, thank you for asking. It's uh, wellingscapital.com. That's W-E-L-L-I-N-G-S, 
C-A-P-I-T-A-L, wellingscapital.com. And if you want to get a training course for how to get involved in commercial real estate, it's a five-day course. It's free. You can just go to wellingscapital.com forward slash resources, and that will give you access to that and a whole lot of other information as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. Appreciate you and always great to speak with you and uh, connect. I always learn something new. Appreciate you. Thanks, MC. Thanks again for doing this. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives. Situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.